protecting whatever I do. I do it to protect you. So you understand? I understand. all that remains to push back the Empire. You think you might be able to help us? When was the last time you were in contact with your father? What is this? It appears he is critical to the development of a super weapon. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right. How many do I need? They are requesting a call sign. It's, um... Rogue. Rogue One. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Hold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. We'll take the next chance. And the next. You're rebels, aren't you? Save the rebellion! Save the dream! Episode 41 of Nerd Talkalypse. We have a very special episode for you guys today. You might remember them from our four-hour Star Wars special from The Force Awakens, talking about all the movies, as a matter of fact. Actually, yeah, it was the, it was the May 4th Be With You 
We are sitting here with Aaron Dwyer. Hello. We are with Robbie Fugate. Hey, guys. And coming to us from Virginia, we have Brandon Allison. On Skype. Yeah, what's going on, guys? For the first time, you guys can actually see this man in person. Yes. On video. Yeah, on video. (laughs) In person. person. (laughs) On video. What can I say? Now, I know your host might be high. Maybe this you're beautiful, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm going to start us off with a little bit of somber. Something really bad happened for the Star Wars community. Any Star Wars fan, even people that may not be big Star Wars fans, know about this. The late and great Carrie Fisher has passed away. And we will never see her again as Princess Leia, except on Episode Eight, because she got the filming done for that, as, as I'm aware, right? That is correct. She did she all did. of her films. That's what I hear, yes. Even if she didn't, they would digitally put her in there. Right, they'd done it before. But it was a sad day. And then what happened the next day? But her mother has also passed away during the preparations of her funeral. That sucks too, man. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to watch Halloween Town the same again. Yeah, not without tears in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, all, any of them. All, all, I think she's in all of them, isn't she? Yeah, she was in yeah. all of them. Even though the, what, the main character what didn't stay stick around for... Yeah. Most of them. She's around for like three of them, I think. But, man, but this just happened all of a sudden. Like the Carrie Fisher's sick. Oh, she'll be fine. Well, I can't that you're Carrie Fisher had a massive heart attack on the airplane, yeah, no. but she's not dead. Thank God, Carrie Fisher. When he just walks up and he goes, "What? Yeah, what yes. the fuck did that?" <laughs> well, here's the funny thing, and here, like. I didn't find I didn't find out I didn't I didn't I didn't find out till like later that day. And I text my girlfriend. I said, "What the fuck?" You know, and she goes, "Oh, you now just found out about it." I'm like, well, "Damn." She goes, "Who's a Star Wars fan here?" Shit. Yeah, I'm the Star Wars fan. She's not. I found out. I had one of those uh, one of the moments that like Obi Wan or Yoda had when Alderaan got blown up. My manager, he like walks out, goes, "Terry Fisher died," and I was like, "Oh," and I just like literally stood back, like, "That's." That hurts. And you yeah. see her spirit in the distance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, oh, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, it was definitely rough. That was but, hard. But, you know, sure, dude, she'll be remembered forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know, right? At least she got to be part of, like, the she, biggest yeah, got... fucking movie of all time. Yeah, but, like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be remembered for, like, really cheesy, well-timed one-liners and looking buff. Same with Sylvester Stallone. Like, they've never done, like, <laughs> but they'll be remembered forever. You know, right. but at least she's attached to something that's going to be, like, a die-hard A-plus franchise. Like, no, I'm just saying. Like those, those were all like those were all, act, all actors that came came up and became huge in the '80s, right at the end of like when Jedi came out, you know. And they're all remembered for cheesy, just being cheesy tough guys like Hasta La Vista, I'll Be Back. She did a comedy tour. She she did a few rehabs. You know, but she finally got to do it again. You know she loved doing it. She had to love being from the play. Well, she was in a uh, few Kevin Smith films, too. Yeah, like, she, yeah was, she, was the, uh, she was the... Nun. She was in Scream, wasn't she? In Scream? Yeah, when they when they went down looking in the basement for, like, a certain file. It was, like, Scream 1 and Scream 2. And they're like, you look exactly like Carrie Fisher. She's like, I'm not Carrie Fisher. And there's, like, a picture of Carrie Fisher on the wall. And it's Carrie Fisher just sitting there. Interesting. It's, it's either a scream or a scary movie. It has to be a scary movie. It can't be scream, dude. There would be like no comedy part in scream like that. Well, scream uh, itself was comedian. 
she was like the headmaster of like the sorority. Really? Yeah, she carried around a shotgun at the end because she was trying to kill the kid. She's been in 90 like things as an actress. 90? 90. Family Guy, she was... Uh, well, 91 because boss. she's uncredited she on IMDb like, no, for episode that, 8. Oh, that bitch? Yeah, oh, no, that is episode Angela. 8. Sorry. On what? She was on she Family was on Guy. She's Peter's boss. Oh, shit. Yeah. 23 episodes. Okay, yeah. interesting. And she actually finished recording a couple of them before she died for like a new season. Yeah, she's been in. She's she was a voice actor in Dishonored, Entourage. Oh, she was in Fanboys. Yeah, she what? was a doctor. I've never. Seen oh yeah, that's right. She yeah. was. I don't know. Oh, that's fucking hysterical, dude. Dude, you have to watch Fanboys. She was in Weed. Yeah. She was in Dishonored. Video. One episode. Too. One episodes in Weed. She was in Smallville. She's been in a lot of things. What the hell Charlie. Pauline Kahn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Superman, like, comes face to face. It's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. No, dude, there it is right there. Scream 3. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting. I'm not here. I knew it was Scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, can you really count Scream 3? Yeah, <laughs> hey, I've never got a credit for it. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was briefly in that film, though. No, I mean, I, I mean, that her cameo was incredible. Dude, Star Wars was her third film. <laughs> Where she also wore no bra. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Star Wars Holiday Special, which was oh god, one of the biggest flops in Star Wars. See, we you still. Lane and I still haven't watched it yet. We found it. We never watched it. A courtesy stroke. <laughs> that's. Yeah, that's interesting. So one more, one mother... more than the normal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So now let's. Now that we got that, okay. not necessarily out of the way, but now that that's talked about, I think we can. I think we can successfully move into. Our notes. She's not going to be able to. Her daughter, her daughter, yeah, her daughter, her, her, her dog, Gary Fisher, her dog I'm is Gary Fisher. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting like two days after I was like, if that dog dies, I'm like, it's over. I'm like, I'm just going. Hey, it's done. Hey, like, if that dog dies, it's over for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, did you see the one that was like tw- year 2016? Hey, Betty White, drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you see the GoFundMe page for Betty White? Betty White. A man has a GoFundMe page out to to save Betty White. From, he said he he was made he made enough money he was gonna fly himself to her her premises and personally accept the challenge of protecting her till January first. <laughs> he made money, man. Like this guy made fucking money. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I can't believe he made. I mean, that's just that guy's just like I can make money right fucking now. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> He did it, man, and he did it. Yeah. <laughs> how much? How much did he make? How much did he make? Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea, dude. Gary Fisher's even got his own Twitter page. That's some. Oh, no, that's a real person. That's some. That's some narcissistic shit. This guy's shit also right a real there. person. Hold on. <laughs> dog. 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 
it shows him with a dog filter, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's Gary Fisher. Gary and Gary Fisher. Dude, his tongue is oh hanging God. out. He's horrible. He's <laughs> amazing. He just lost the drugs right Hold on, hold on. People people that are watching this video have got to see this. I've got to put it. I've got to put this in. I don't think Brandon will be able to see it. Well, unless I share my page with him. But we're gonna No, I'm just gonna put it right in. Actually, in the episode eight, like teaser photos, like when they first started filming, the pictures that uh they had like what was it, Space Bear? Oh. Mark Hamill actually took pictures of her dog on his chair and like took pictures with her dog for the for like uh, the release of the, the filming photo. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting video, man. Or picture. That dog, man. That dog. <laughs> Brandon, you just gotta Google a picture of Gary Fisher dog. Alright. Do it right now. I was like, I did one too many hits of meth. <laughs> Once you licked up eight tabs of acid at the same time. <laughs> like, I'm a cat. I'm not a dog. That's all I got to uh, I see it with the tongue out right yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Force Awakens chair. Yep. <laughs> it sounds like a dog. It's like, Rawr. What does a dog have? Down syndrome? <laughs> I don't know, man. But, I mean, <laughs> no offense to the Down syndrome community, but... Why is its tongue out? What was wrong? Dude, hey man, dogs cool off using their tongues, man. Maybe that yeah, this thing. dog looks Black like... Dog, it's stage dude, the dog's mouth is closed. <laughs> and his tongue is just out. Like, it's I mean, too, big for his, too big for his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. But okay, so we're going to talk about Rogue One, obviously. That's why we're here. Yeah, so... We're go you know what happens when it. we all get together. This other dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about her cat? Oh, oh yeah, I remember that hamster. What was his name? Larry Fisher? Gerard. Larry Fisher, the hamster? Clark Hamill. And her pet fish was Fishy Fisher. Fishy Fisher? Fishy Fisher. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like her pet fish was like, John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this don't fit. John Smith is Right. All right, so... Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, released on December 16th, 2016. There is a, a slew of stars in this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, so we got Felicity Jones. I, do you, should we talk about... We're talking a little bit spoiler-free at this very moment in time. We're going to let everybody know that it will get into spoilers at the end. We're not live right now, so it doesn't really matter um, for people to... The people are listening. This is a spoiler-free. It's for all you guys to No spoilers at the moment. Did we say spoilers? You really say that before we start recording. <laughs> Okay. That's all right. It's, no, no, no. no. Like, that should be a good. That should be a good warning for next time. Yeah. Because I was about to jump in with like you know. But I feel like we're we're yeah. almost a month uh, right, so we got, ahead. Anyway. Go ahead, Brandon. We're like a month, almost a month ahead now. So. Yeah. So yeah, we have a very like literally the next five minutes is going to be spoiler free, and then we're then we're then we're the fuck out. Here's my thing. If you're clicking on a Star Wars podcast special and you haven't seen that movie yet, maybe you should be clicking on. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I'm gonna listen to this Civil War special. Oh my god, they ruined everything. It wasn't a review. It was a discussion. All right. So Felicity Jones as Jin Erso. Um, I thought she was good. They always find these like moderately sexy British chicks. They're all brunettes. Because Jen Urso was she was cute, and so was the girl from Force Awakens. It was a cute little British chick. 
That's for sure. Remember when Carrie Fisher was a British chick in the <laughs> opening of episode four? <laughs> and Brad Tolkien. Brad Tolkien. A little less British, please. They're like, uh, your British accent sucks. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and fix this. That's why Alderaan got blue and blown up. <laughs> We're gonna use that take, but next time no British. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna chalk it up to you ever have one of those random moments where you just talk in Australian accent? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. Good eye, right? no, I've been having a, I've been having a problem with that because I've been. Well, no, I I've been listening to a podcast that the, the two guys that host the show are. Wicked Australian, like oh really? It's insane. And the wicked. Episodes, the episodes are really long. They're not just regular Australian. They're wicked Australian. Like, they're wicked Australian. That's right. It's insane. What was it your daughter was saying earlier? She had the most. Oh, it was like a Scottish accent. Yeah, like she's like, "Where's mom?" And I was like, "Or no." What she's saying, she's she's outside. Like she's outside. Why she's outside? She's outside, Papa. She's outside. And like Lane repeated himself. He's like, she's outside, huh? She goes outside. No, but uh, I think this brunette chick. I think she did a great job. I mean. Oh yeah, Yeah. You know, played the role well for for not knowing anything about her. Yeah, I'm with Lane. They were all phenomenally good, man. They're fucking. I can't. Yeah, they were just great. Right. No, it's hard to say. We can't be like, oh, she played Jen Urso really well because I don't know. Jen Urso should be played. She's not even around. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, not, like, but the whole not even really relevant. Like, they sold her character in the previews with I Rebel. So basically, you get yeah. No, I don't even get me started. <laughs> but we said no spoilers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I think she played like the rebel, like you know, a rebel scoundrel, exceptionally well. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Very, yeah. very almost Han Solo esque, if you will. Very Corellian type of lifestyle. She seemed to be. Yes. In. Yes. So next up, we have Diego Luna as Cassian Andor. He is a Rebel Alliance intelligence officer. Um, I, I, he, this guy was all right. Cassian, he was the guy with the robot, right? Yeah. Yeah. If there has to be a bottom in like my list of favorite actors in this movie, I think he'd be at the bottom. He looked a lot like Poe. He just was weird. Or like his, weird. His, his cousin. Or nothing against him in general or his his heritage, but his accent just didn't fit to me in the, in the universe. Right? Like, Sandy, <laughs> you hate Hispanics. <laughs> I don't have anything against Hispanics. No, but that's weird. very like, true. It was very odd. It was the first of it was the first of his kind in the entire fucking movie. He just gets on stage like, hold up, hey. Yeah, his his like, accent his accent is super dude. thick. You are the Cassian, like, it was super thick. Like, <laughs> see, but like even even like even Yo, someone like Donnie Yen, like Chira Chira Inwe, he, he was fits, he was perfect though. Like I loved everything about it, but like he was still like you could tell that he was what what what's it is he Japanese or Donnie Yen? Donnie Yen. I don't know. Chinese. Chinese. You could still tell that he was Chinese American. You know what I mean? He was my favorite character. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, but like, like everybody. it didn't come through. You know, it didn't come through as much as Diego Luna's did. Like it was very. Right. His was so heavy, and I was like, oh, it was so annoying. But I liked him. He was a good. He was, I liked his character. I just think. I, I personally think if they if they're gonna sell sell a character and call it uh, a re, what was the title of it? <laughs> no, no, no. What was He was a rebel intelligence. He was a rebel alliance intelligence officer. I think of somebody like. Of Jason's Bo Jason Bourne type capabilities, who should just be like the ultimate James Bond type. Right. Like, if you're gonna be, because the Rebels are such a small cause, 
the only ones that would survive being in like counterintelligence and sneaking would be the people who are most badass. Not some guy who just get, gets lucky with a robot every now and again. Like, well, like the way he said it, he, he came out he, he, that, in that alley, that scene in the alley in the very beginning. Yeah. See, it wasn't the first time he's had to do something like that. No. And yeah. That's what I like is we've never seen, like, the rebels have always, through four, five, and six, have been the goody good guys. You know, right. we never see that gray side, like, we occasionally do have to kill people to get rid of them. He's you know, like, one. We He's can't have liabilities. Like, we're in a war here. And you get to see that gray side. Yeah, but he was, he was almost too backstabby. He's like, don't worry. Oh, yeah, he was a dick. Like, I don't like him in the fact I don't that, know. That, that Like I said, if there has to be a bottom, I have. I like this entire movie. If there has to be a bottom, Diego wins. Fair enough. Then uh, we got Ben Mendelsohn as Orson. Orson. Orson Orson the director of advanced weapons research for the Imperial military. Oh, dude, he was incredible. Yeah, I really liked him. He was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was. Okay. There's nothing you can say. That guy did his job. Yeah, he, yeah. He was a dick. <laughs> there were times that you actually had to feel for him when Tarkin was being a complete asshole. Oh yeah, Tarkin took all the fucking glory. Yeah. Oh, hold on. We can't. We can't talk more like that because we're spoiling shit. Wow. Although I did think one thing about his role. I thought, boy, wouldn't it be cool if it was Doctor House? Being in that role instead of him, like, <laughs> could you imagine like an evil, total douchebag, like, just yeah. imagine like just really mean Doctor House, like but not Doctor House, Doctor House, but that Lurie, actor, Doctor 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 House, just like <laughs> Doctor well, House. I couldn't think of Hugh Laurie. He's like, I'm pretty sure you have. But that guy, but that actor. No, no, no. I think it would be better that way. Like, like, but like, we want Hugh Laurie in the role, but we want you to play Doctor House playing. Right. Like, we want you to be like mob boss Doctor House. Knows everything. <laughs> he just like, like hobbles over. He just like fired Will. They could have. They could have left it like you know he had an argument with Vader. And that's why he hobbles. Yeah. You know what I mean. But but he stood up to Vader, so get out of his way. And then targets all the way. Gotcha. All right. So uh, Mads Mikkelsen. This is the second movie this year we see Mads Mikkelsen as a, uh, um, not necessarily a villain perhaps, but. He oh. played actually after all the rebellion. If it wasn't for him, yeah. he won't say what. Savior of the Republic or something like that? Yeah. He's changing. He was Luke Skywalker, then Han Solo. We'll talk about why and everything, but he gave up a lot. Yeah, I loved him in this movie. I also loved, he was also in Doctor Strange. It was uh, Casilius in Doctor he Strange. Amazing yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, he was really good. He reminds me a lot of Bill Nye. Uh, no, 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 no. How do you say that guy's yeah, name? Man, right? man. The uh, the same guy. The, the Rufus. He played in uh. He he also played in Pirates of the Caribbean. He played uh. uh what's his yeah, face? Davy Jones. It's Bill Nye. N I G H Y. And he, yeah, he played Davy Jones in uh. Pirates of the Caribbean. He reminds me a lot of him, like a different version of him. Like he also would have been. A, he also would have made a great Galen or so, like in my opinion. Yeah. But he's old as shit though. He so is kind of old. Could, yeah. yeah. But I mean. The aging is nothing now. And as it is, uh, as, uh, we had Tarkin, so. Yeah, that's true. But as it goes with every new Star Wars movie, we are introduced to a new star robot of some sort. Droid. Droid. K2SO, played by Alan Tudyk. Step aside, BB-8. A rebel-owned yeah. Imperial, this was the Imperial Enforcer. <laughs> he was, dude. He was fucking amazing. He's so yeah. honest. Yeah, he was great. DJ, DJ had one problem. Oh, yeah, what was it? You said that he sounded too human. He did. He sounded very human. Like, it was almost... 
Almost. Like he didn't have that robot. You know that was so great. I liked that. I thought it was oh, awesome. Oh, I know. Don't get me wrong. He was hysterical. He was great, but he just like, I don't know. It, it almost it almost took me out of it because he was so like, quippy and so like, non robot, non droid like. Yeah, but imagine if we could understand R two D two. Like I'm a man and a robot. Yeah, but like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like if R two D two spoke fluently as fluently as Alan Tudyk did. Like there was, he didn't have anything even robotic about his voice. He could change vocal no, tone just, just like, and everything. He was just like, it's like, do I need to describe to you the the um, uh, probability of surviving this? And he's just like, no. He's like, it's high. Like he was sarcastic. <laughs> and it's weird. Like none of the other. I mean, I guess our, I guess C three PO is kind of like that. Yeah, he's just a three PO is a bitch. Yuga's job like, was to be honest to, and protect the people in the best way he could, and that was informing them of all their possible decisions. Don't rack on C-3PO for doing his job. <laughs> he's still a bitch, though. You give a droid this program to do something to rebels who are doing the opposite of what's normal, of course he's going to have, like, have some precautions about it. Town. Yeah. He was he built by a boy on Tatooine, guys. Oh, he was built by Vader, so he was kind of a yeah. <laughs> he was built when pod racing was cool, okay? He's just old. <laughs> when was the last time you heard about a pod racing match on uh, Tatooine? We'll oh, wait. You are our last special, Brandon. You fucking bitched about it for like an hour. <laughs> I still will bitch about it. <laughs> I'll never forget for about as thing. long as that scene exists in the movie. <laughs> it's news fest. All right, so next up we have Riz Ahmed as Bodhi Rook, a former oh. Imperial pilot who did beat Bex to the Rebels. Did you guys I, watch I the loved series him. Marco Polo? No. Was he in that? Okay, the role he plays in that made me not like him at first, but he won me over. In this movie? Yeah. Which, by the way, yeah, you should watch Marco Polo that was on Netflix. Going with the information. Yeah. Yes, he was the one who got the... the Turned by the tentacle, whatever the fuck that thing was. Or gullet. The Java, the Java tentacle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I do want to talk about that. Oh, but will. like Bodie Rook's character, it's interesting because the old video game Dark Forces has a character character named Kyle Katarn who was a, a stormtrooper, head of his class, and he moved into an Imperial pilot position, and then he defected. And Kyle <laughs> Katarn was actually in the original. Uh, like the expanded universe was the one who helped get the plans for the first Death Star. So I kind of like how they wrote an Imperial pilot who defects to right. help the rebels. That's like, right. okay, cool. They're not, they're We're not doing that entirely. Right. Like that was the best thing about it. That's an asset from so many different other qualities. Oh yeah. Because they could, they were they were able to do it. And that was awesome. I like this character. He did his job. He did what he was supposed to do. He acted his role perfectly. Like, right. So next up. Jane Wen as Baze Malbus, a rebel warrior and mercenary. That was that guy with that fucking badass. Oh, uh, yeah, the chain gun. Yeah, the chain gun. He was and he had the, uh, the, the vacuum cleaner. Have, have you guys ever seen uh, Kylo Ren watches Rogue One trailer? I did not. You did not see uh, it? Oh my god, it's fucking hysterical. But, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. No. It's so funny, dude. It's just like a, it's just like looped footage of Kylo Ren like sitting in the, his quarters or whatever, but he's watching like a, the Rogue One trailer on YouTube. <laughs> and it's so when that dude like takes that fucking rocket launcher and shoots the ATST, and he's just like he's like a ground to air missile launcher. He's like, it, dude, it's so fucking funny, man. He's like, he's like grandfather. It's worth a watch. 
But I, I love whenever he I love whenever he sees the uh when he sees the Death of the Star Destroyer for the first time and he goes, Oh, and now that is power. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> hysterical, dude. It's one of the funniest fucking videos ever. Did you ever see the uh, uh, SNL one when he goes to the Mafia? The undercover. Oh yeah, that's Oh yeah, 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 that was good. <laughs> I knew the moment he said hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, Matt is totally gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now the last thing we got, uh, Mr. Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gerrera, a veteran of the Clone Wars, um, whose character previously appeared in the animated series, Star Wars The Clone Wars, and was mentioned in Star Wars Rebels episodes, The Honorable One, or the episode, The Honorable Ones, and a novel, Star Wars Bloodline. I don't know, I never watched Clone Wars or any of this, so I don't know how this character is, but Forrest Whitaker came to fucking work. Yeah. he, He came and did his job. He was, dude, he was so fucking weird in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's every character. Very theatrical about. He was weird, but... That was what he, he was it was, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, it. It he survived the Clone Wars. Imagine yeah. the flashbacks this guy must have. Because nobody cared about clones surviving anything. So he just went in with waves after wave of death. You know what I mean? He came out of, like... Speaking of which, I watched the first episode of the Clone Wars the other day. It was badass, dude. I wrote one. Yeah, yeah. Like the very one of the very first, you know, it's the very first episode of the entire series, and I was like, this is pretty cool. I would. The animation's really hard to get awful. Used to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awful. It's really I hate it. I really. Yeah. I was used to it within the first twenty minutes, and I was like, all right, I can deal with this. Like, but did you guys ever see the Clone Wars that were only five minutes long? The, the part, like the cartoon, the cartoon, the cartoon animated cartoon ones? ones. The ones that are no. If you ever get two hours of free time, somebody put them all together on YouTube. And I can't tell you how many times I've watched that. And they just splice every episode all the way through. And they're, mind you, five-minute episodes, but, like... Are they a continuation into the... It's everything that happens between, like, episode two and three. I, don't oh, need, I need a, a Clone Wars show with anime. That's what it is. Like, I need an anime style. Well, it's Star that's what it's like cartoon, written, hand-drawn. Didn't those... They, I, I think they started off as, like... Little shorts where they were like five they were they long. were they were five minute shorts on Cartoon Network. But they they made a longer version and it became Star Wars: The Clone Wars. And that and evolved, series. yeah. But yeah. this was way cooler because it was oh, yeah. there yeah. had to be there was almost no lines. Let's yeah. fuck up the animation and make it shoot. It was <laughs> awesome though. Now the force powers are a bit exaggerated, but you get like mass anyway. Anyway, that's off topic. Yeah, that's off topic. We're having another three hour special here. Four hours special. Have a buzzer. Somebody should have like a light that flashes. Off topic. <laughs> All right, so the intro. Uh, yeah, sorry, not the intro. The spoiler free plot. So after we read this, we're getting into spoilers. So we're going to read this, and this will be the last for you guys. So, in a time of conflict, a group of unlikely heroes band together on a mission to steal the plans for the Death Star, the Empire's ultimate weapon of destruction. The key event in the Star Wars timeline brings together ordinary people who choose to do extraordinary things. In doing so, they become part of something greater than themselves. Um, the the setting and plot. Where and when? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Duh. <laughs> That's where and when. Yeah. Come on, stupid. Get with the program. Well, yeah, there's like fucking 50 planets in this movie, so. I know. That bothered me a little bit the first time through because I was like, holy it's shit. It's insane. I started, where are we going? I started listing off a couple <laughs> of them that I could remember, yeah. but. I almost think that's a ploy. What was that by like Wabani? Hasbro? Wabani, yeah. Did yeah. anybody catch Wabani? Wabani. Yeah, Wabani. Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. The, Did you uh, catch that, Brandon? What's that? The planet. One of the very first planets they go to is called Wabani. Is that where they pick up the dude or the family? 
think it's the no, it's the it it's is the, the planet thing. Yeah. No, Lamu. La it's the Imperial prison. Yeah, yeah, I got him. Uh, I got it all right here. Lamu. Yeah. Uh, that's home of Gale. Oh yeah. So all right, spoiler territory right now. Get the fuck out of here if you don't want. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> go home. Go home. All right. So the fucking movie. Lamu, home of Galen, Galen, Lyra, and Jyn Erso. Um, yes, that is the, the Urso family. Uh, Nilo Di Caffrini, whatever. Is that the what? trading outfit? This is the one where this is where we meet Cassian for the first time, where he takes that dude down. Mm. Oh, and these outfit. are yeah in order, in order of appearance. Oh. So we go to Jeddah, Kyber Crystal Central, um, Wabani Imperial Prison Camp. So this is where they're taking Jin after she's captured. And what Brandon, what we're saying is Wabani is Obi Wan mixed up. Ekans is snake backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no. Eby is Eby backwards. And then, so then Yavin 4, uh, home of the Rebel Alliance, and then Edu, the Galen Urso facility that they go to. Uh Well, yeah, then I stopped writing them down. Um, then there was Scarif, there was Mustafar. Yeah, Mustafar. Um, I kind of liked it. Solace. It was cool seeing all these different things. Oh hell yeah! You know, like oh yeah, it's Star cool. Wars. You know, you want to see all that shit. It's, it's, it's a, it's a like, whole universe to explore. Let them go oh, yeah. for it. But like, the, like episode four, it kind of like, like I said, I had to see it a second time because we jumped planet to planet. Like episode four, you start on Tatooine, then you're at the Death Star, then you go to Yavin four, and then like you slowly like build into more planets as you go through the series. Like five, you go from Hoth to uh, Dagobah, Dagobah to Bespin. So you have three planets, and they, like, up it each time. Like, you go back to Tatooine, and then you're on Endor, and then, you know. Right. But, like, this one was just, like, boom, 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 like boom, boom. And I'm like, whoa, you get a planet. You get a planet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 let's calm down here. I need to, I need to get my bearings on so, so what you're really saying that Oprah was an executive producer. On <laughs> she had to be. Nobody hands out that many planets willingly. <laughs> tax write-off, man, let me tell you. <laughs> Big tax write-off. Yeah, for goddamn sure. That's uh, right. All right. Well, we have a little summary here. Spoiler free. Spoiler summary. Now, feel free. Like we're gonna read through this chapter by ch- like paragraph by paragraph and chapter by cut chapter. us off whenever need be. You know what I mean? Just uh, you gotta say something safer. As as it is, <clears throat> we're gonna start off with research scientist Galen Erso and his family are in hiding when Imperial Director Orson Krennic comes to take Galen to forcibly work on the Unfinished Death Star, a space station capable of destroying entire planets, which I know we know this by now, I'm sure. His daughter, Jen, escapes and is taken into safety by Saw Gerrera. Thirteen years later, Bodhi Rook, a defecting Imperial pilot, smuggles a holographic message from Galen for the Rebel Alliance to Gerrera on the planet Jeddah. An adult Jen is freed from Imperial captivity by the Rebellion, who plan to use her to track down her father, then kill him to prevent the weapon being built. Right, so the first thing I want to say is that that that, that, that first planet, Lemu, oh, it was beautiful, fucking beautiful. Oh, that that farmland, dude, it was. Oh amazing. my god! And then and then that brings us to the very first Easter egg of the movie is blue the milk. blue milk, and it is right there. They're like, look at center. this, look at this fucking blue milk. Here. Like, <laughs> like everything you know, else was faded in the background, and you just see <laughs> nothing but blue milk, and it was like, like I know exactly what that is. Like, Looks like this far away to see. So this is something I didn't know about Blue Milk. At the, at the beginning of the film, we watch a young Jen Urso sprint into her home and hide from director Krennic, who wants to... Re- oh, wait, I'm sorry. That was the wrong one. Director Gareth Edwards noted that he had decided to throw Easter eggs into the film enough that uh, decided to limit... that he decided to limit himself 
so not to overdo it. Despite the limitation, there's plenty to see. We've collected um, a bunch of winks and nods. Wait, where is the blue milk thing? It's it literally like first frame in that house. Well, I know that, but there was like a thing about the blue milk. Oh yeah, it is right here. At the beginning of the film, we watched dinner, so uh, sprint into her home and hide from director Krennic, who wants to recruit her father to help build the Death Star. She enters the house. She passes a familiar beverage on the countertop, blue milk. The drink seems to be a popular Star Wars, or popular on Star Wars farms. Luke Skywalker slurped it shortly after we first met him in A New Hope. According to Wikipedia, the drink comes from Banthas. That is something I did not know. That's gross. Is a Bantha? Banthas are the things that the sand people ride. They have like the big yak horns. Really the really Okay, okay. They just look like they stink, and um, yeah. they just yeah. I would never wouldn't want to milk that. Yeah, something but but you want to ride one. You definitely of course, of course. I just don't want to milk it, drink it. No. Fucking bath, yeah. I'm gonna ride around it, drink it. <laughs> so also while on this planet, we see the stormtrooper doll. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, stormy. Actually, not, that's what it's like in the book. Yeah, yes, and, and, and it's technically not an Easter egg, but it's a neat prop department detail. As Krennic's death troopers search the Urso farm, they come across a toy left behind by Jen. A toy stormtrooper. So that kind of it kind of reminded me of uh, of Ray's uh, X-wing pilot, X-wing pilot yeah. doll. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, why would a little girl play with a stormtrooper? Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, yeah, be like well, it? well, he he was he was working for the. Uh, It'd be like if an Air Force pilot lived on an Air Force base and worked there and then left there, but you saw like all the stuff Air Force name and stuff. Oh, I'm sure that's all she was used to was stormtroopers. Now, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people stormtroopers playing with them. <laughs> 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 hey man, if I had if I had action figures of myself and you or or all of us, I would play with more. Although my one my one question is, I play with the brain. Yes. He's on Skype. I have a question here too. Like we see the stormtrooper doll and the X-wing pilot doll. All right, and they're like handmade and shit. This is this is a society of like advanced weaponry yeah, and shit. And I'm like, you guys can't make toys correctly. Like, like Hasbro's beating you, and we're like a million years. <laughs> that was my exact <laughs> statement. I was gonna say like you can build a Death Star, but everyone's got to learn like in the visual dictionary they're all like carved out of wood and like tied together with string i'm like dude the, the fucking fuck? the yeah, fucking right. economy's paying for shit like the death star yeah, well, fucking, I guess you know right. what i mean like they're like, <laughs> they're like <laughs> who thought these toys dude we gotta fucking build this corridor we don't have money to put a fucking railing on this goddamn. we gotta build this small moon <laughs> we gotta build this small moon yeah we don't, we, don't have, we don't have enough money to put a railing on the fucking catwalk anywhere <laughs> Another thing that I, somebody t- somebody pointed out to me that during the during the Han Solo Force Awakens spoilers during the Han Solo death scene is that there's a railing about a quarter of the way across yeah. the catwalk and then it stops. <laughs> <You're> gonna board <laughs> like, like why not just fucking keep going, dude? Or just not even do it at all. Yeah, exactly. It's pointless. <laughs> they they want you to be safe until they were still yeah. working on it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Kylo's just like fuck it. Fuck it, let's block. <laughs> yeah, then when you have like the hazard. Here. <laughs> they don't even have like the like caution tape like don't walk across the shit. Dude, if you had the force, I bet you you would never have to, to, to actually sit down and poop. Just force it right out of your pocket. I would just yeah, I would just pull it right just out. Just pull it right out. Just throw it. I mean, that'd be kind of weird though. <laughs> Think about I mean, yeah. it. Have you ever seen that episode of Family Guy where Stewie and Brian are in the future and he just like he's like, oh Brian, do you have to poop? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he's just like one poop removal, please. And it just like. All of a sudden, he doesn't have to shit anymore. He's like, "Holy fuck! Like, that would be crazy. That would be so convenient." 
It would, but it wouldn't feel right. NASA put out a $30,000 contract to whoever can come up with the best way for astronauts to spend extended time in their spacesuits vis-a-vis we need to find a way to let them poop in their spacesuits and deal with it. Like, NASA's putting out... This is for anybody. It's online. If you can come up with a great way for astronauts to go to the bathroom in their spacesuits, you can get a $30,000 contract. NASA's bored. (laughs) <laughs> NASA's underfunded. What can we have? What can we have the general population do? Can you like extract like oxygen from like the poop? So, like when their oxygen runs out, they can just like use that. To, yeah, like, but what do you do with the poop? I don't know. No, you dispose of it afterward, but like, you can use it as a fuel like, for the you cooling can shit in it. Yeah, you can. I mean, all right, let's write this shit down and we're gonna to them. So we can ask somebody after this. <laughs> it's recorded. Don't worry. We'll split this thirty G. <laughs> All right. So, anything? Anybody have any more to say about Lemu? Well, that. I mean, this is what we heard. Oh yeah. I read. I read something on here. Eleven facts you may not. Know. One second. One second. Is it one of those clickbait ones? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is an ad. It says period lenses were used during filming by Gareth Edwards and cinematographer. That way, the film had a similar vibe to the original series in the seventies. I can see. So, that. like, they used a certain lens to give it that same feel, so it wasn't like it yeah. looked better. You know, it looked better, obviously. But, but Gareth Edwards is uh, one of the, he's amazing with uh, <laughs> like he's a ama- he's an he's an amazing war film director, but he's an amazing at, at scale. Like, yeah, right. he's very he really very is. good at it. That's like why they that chose. Look huge. Well, that's why they chose him to do Godzilla. That's why the ATSD yeah. on the beach looks fucking menacing because, like, yeah. yep. that, it's amazing. By the way, I have to say, like, Godzilla, which I, I absolutely love, Die Hard fan, yeah. like, Godzilla is, that movie in the sense of, like, how it looks is fucking fantastic. Yeah, like, the story could have been tweaked a little bit. Yeah, their biggest but, mistake was they took away Brian Cranston way too early. And they focused mm-hmm. on the Mudos more than Godzilla. Yeah. But uh, with... Like, the way that he directed it, and he is a diehard Star Wars fan and Godzilla fan. So, like, to he's, be him, So he's you. To, yeah, to be him, like, <laughs> I said to my friend, I'm like, I just quit after that. I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm oh, out. I directed it. Star Wars and Godzilla. I'm done. Like, yeah. I, I, I did what photos. I came to do. Like, <laughs> I'm on list. Oh, shit, I thought I was going to get 30 years out of this, but I'm <laughs> well, done it, honey. Dude, all, all I have to say about Godzilla is that if he, I could watch that one scene on the loop where he's about to roar his... His aurora beam thing for the first time. The well, atomic breath. The atomic breath for the first time, and you see like the all of his fucking uh, spines light his up. spine oh, spikes. Oh, oh, oh. They all just like light up one at a time. That's like just like. And then he just goes like, "Holy fuck!" Like that was one of the greatest things. It was fucking nuts. I was like, "That is fucking crazy!" Like, and the whole build up to that. And I know we're getting real off topic. But like the whole build up there where that thing is like over top of him like about to eat him and then like the blue light just hits the side of Aaron Taylor Johnson's face and then he like looks over and the tail just starts lighting up the whole way up the spine. Oh, like I, and I, see his, I didn't know that he was kick ass till like halfway through the movie. Right. Wait. It took me a long time to realize that he was also fucking Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like him better really? in, in that. Yeah he was Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. I mean, you just now realized that? Oh, no, it just took me forever. I can't. I think it was after the movie came out. So I was like, oh, that's kick-ass. I was like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah, he got buff as shit, dude. He sure did. 
just directed, but Gareth Edwards directed. You're absolutely right. His his sense of scale is amazing. Is phenomenal. Yeah. But like that scene though, like that farm. I don't know where the hell they filmed that up, but that that was the biggest farm line ever. Yeah, I was, really want to go visit these places. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like where they Dude, shoot. Skeleton Michael would be one hell of a place oh to see. God. That would be. I would. I would. I want to go live there. Just set up a tent on top of like that little flat that Luke was on. Just live there for just the rest of my life. Drink your coffee because and your blue milk is always awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like you could have your blue milk creamer. Yeah, no problem. All right, so Jin, along with the rebel officer, Cassian Andor, and his droid, K2SO, arrive on Jeddah's. All right, so they're skipping out completely on that scene where we meet Cassian for the first time. Which That's is kind of pointless. Well, this, this is just a summary. You guys, are, you guys remember stuff. We'll, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah. This is just to give us an idea. Right, so this is we get a, there's a bunch of stuff that happens on this. Is this where we see what's-his-nuts? Chin nuts, walrus guy? <laughs> no, 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 Jeddah. That's Jeddah? Yeah. That was on Jeddah when we okay. saw it. Jeddah City. Okay. Jim Jim <laughs> What's he is kind of like a The guy from the Are we are we in are we in spoiler zone now? We can yes. spoil some spoiler. things. Go right ahead. Okay. How the fuck did he get off that planet in time? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I said, Brandon. I'm like, those guys were there like 15 minutes before they decided to fuck up Jetta. And I'm like, wow, they must have like gone on the first ship out of there. Pondum they were like, on their no, way. We're going to miss our ship. Don't fuck with these guys. <laughs> They're on their way to Mos Eisley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We see them in the cantina, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I fucking forgot about that. That's why, like, I think Pondum was like, no, dude, we're going to miss our ship to Mos Eisley. Like, he saved his <laughs> life, and then Obi-Wan's like, nah, fuck these guys. That's so funny. All right, I'm so they... I'm pointing on 12 different systems. <laughs> well, so obviously, Jedha was one. The, after we see that Cassian does, doesn't give a fuck, kills this dude, gets off the planet... To what? To what? I would have killed that dude too. He was a whiny pussy. Yeah, he was being a bitch. He was being a bitch. Yeah. He's like, just man up and get shit done. I mean, Cassian's a dick, but he was a. He bitch. had to do what he had. Made, 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 he was made to be a dick. Like he's a man on a mission. You're a guy that's gonna be. He didn't want to kill those people. He made it clear at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's not what he wanted to do, but he had to. It, it's gonna make you be kind of a dick. Now, I'd be a dick too if I was murdering people I didn't want to murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a Jin along with Rebel Lab officer as Cassian Andor and his droid K2SO arrive on Jeddah where there is an armed uprising against the Empire with the aid of blind warrior Chira Imwe. So, this is our introduction to him. He speaks to Jin from, like, probably 20 yards away. Yeah, he's like, hey, he goes, uh, what about that necklace? Yeah, he's like, what do you know about kyber crystals? And this is the very first time in the entire series that we know that they speak about the powering lightsabers. That they speak about the powering lightsabers. And... Did we know from the other movies that that's the same thing as a power lightsaber? No, we learned from a man that. named Aaron Dwyer yeah. about kyber crystals. <laughs> oh, yeah, But my question is, like, and this is, you know, going off, well, it's sort of off topic, but uh, where the fuck did they find kyber crystals now? Like, you know, if Jeddah right. was the place of the kyber crystals. Oh, no, when, uh, when they blew up Jeddah, they had, like, stockpiled, but then after the uh, first Death Star was destroyed... I read a thing that Starkiller Base was a planet where kyber crystals formed. Okay. They completely mined it for the second Death Star. Then after the second Death Star was destroyed, the First Order was like, hey, we mined out this whole fucking planet. Let's just structure it again, and we'll build a reactor that can suck up a sun. <laughs> so we don't that's know what good, that That's a good called. theory. That is... Oh, that's, it's solid. That's, it's solid. It's brilliant. Yeah. Interesting. So there's got to be. There's got to. They got to find them somewhere. I'm oh. sure. Or maybe that's what makes lightsabers so rare. 
Like with Maz Kanata, yeah. and she was like had it so buried in her like dungeons or whatever. Isn't that like isn't that? Not really. <laughs> it was in one chest. It was crazy because the Tiger <laughs> Crystal was like damaged. Or it's cracked. Yeah, yeah. It's cracked. maybe that's the only one they could find. It was a damaged Tiger Crystal. Like well, I thought it was I the like Tiger Crystal. Did it on purpose. You think yeah. he destroyed the? I think well, he was being a bitch while he formed his lightsaber and was like, fuck this, and smashed it. And he was like, well, it's well, works. I thought the Sith use a, a synthetic Kyber crystal, not a, like a, a pure one. Yeah, they do, which oh, is okay. which is why I, I wonder if it was during the, um, when it was during like the synthesizing process, if it cracked during that, and that's <laughs> why, but it was like, he was like, nah, fuck it, I'll use it anyway. Like, yeah. It's not going to blow up. Plus, it's just as fucking temperamental as his, as he is. So. Yeah, it fits with him. But anyway, this scene on this planet was like when, when you know, you could tell shit was happening. Like it was about to go down. It was beautiful is too. Is it cold or awesome. hot on that planet? Because <laughs> like Cassian's wearing like a big old parka, and everyone else is just sort of chilling and like, you know, Chirrut has like his robe on with like the sleeves cut off halfway. Yeah, Cassian's from Mexico. It's not from It might be spring. It might be springtime. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, so Chirrut, he's badass. We get introduced to him and his mercenary mate, Baze Malbus. Um, they are all on a mission to find Saul Guerrero. Um, because Jin's, uh, Jin's history with him. Right, and then, like, when they met, like, that first, his first scene, man, when, you know, we, he, she, he talked to Jin. And then, when he comes out, and he's just like, oh, the Force is with me and stuff, and... He just you saw it in the trailer. He just fucked them all up. Like yeah, it was that dope. scene was awesome. Like when he like squints, like when it, the audio cuts out, and you just hear like the boot like go, and like he squints and then he's like and like dives and just starts like right. taking oh, these so guys cool. out. I was like that was the shit. Dude, I love whenever they capture him. They capture all of them and they they want to take them to Saw Gerrera, and they put the bag over his head. And he's like, "Are you kidding me? I'm blind." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Dude. <laughs> But I just love like you know when the Jedi fight, it's martial arts. Yeah. This guy brought that martial arts scene. It's so cool. Like I I couldn't tell if he would if he was a Jedi or not. Maybe I, don't know. I mean that's that's, that's well, he's a, a he's a defender of the Kyber crystal. So you know, guardian of the will. Guardian of the will. So he, he had some power. Like, he was. He he trusted in the Force, and that's like that. what gave it to it. Like he's not a Jedi per se. But he believes in the force. To so he's like between him. human and Jedi. Yeah, he's whatever's in between. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like a like a Buddhist monk. Like they're all trained in like crazy martial arts and stuff, right. but they also refrain from like using it as part of their like like part of their religion is like knowing and having the knowledge to but make you like it. crap your pants. Right. But choosing not to do it, even if you're laughing at him. You know what I mean? But go punch a, a Buddhist priest in the face, and I guarantee you, like. <laughs> you know, you might get your ass whooped. So, like, I think that's like, the aspect. Like, he wasn't able to achieve, like, his be a Buddha, like a Jedi. But he was followed and believed in them. And I think that's why, like, Jedi were considered, like, monks. And they were always, like, wearing all these robes and stuff. Because it was more of, like, a hokey religion. That, as opposed to being like, hey, I'm the Sith. I'm in control of the galaxy. Come at me. I'll kill you. They were like, we have the power to do whatever we want. We choose not to. Do you think just being around the crystals himself could have given him midichlorians? Well, no, no, no. If you remember correctly, Quagon said everybody, every living <laughs> being has midichlorians. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just. We can't talk about that. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's what that's what happens. Like I'll be going back to episode everyone, one. Everyone's got them. It just depends on 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 how you are as a person. Yeah. Like it's like it's like in the flash. 
the metagene. You know what I mean? Like everybody's everybody. got the metagene. Not everybody. Well, yeah, it's it's similar. Like, you know, what I mean, it just depends on how your metagene is is activated. So pretty much being a Jedi, you you just have a mutation that causes you to be a Jedi almost. Because there's more people than there are Jedi. Right. Yeah, and it's their ability to study that small gift yeah. that they have from a young age to adulthood. And, like, in theory, being a Jedi is devoting your entire life to the study and practicing of the Force. But not everybody, not anybody could just be a Jedi. No. No, no, but you could be, like, a pseudo-Jedi. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you could know? become a Jedi if you buy a, a, a lightsaber from Ultra Sabers. <laughs> it, it's like it's let's like, put a plug in for ultra sabers there's, there's people like, like Chirrut who are in tune with the force and, and study the force and, and it, like like a religion and then there's people like Maz Kanata who, who are force sensitive or like Leia she's force sensitive yeah. but she's not a Jedi you know she felt Han's death from the force Maz Kanata knew of the force I have a theory on that like like you said there are everyone as long as you can open your mind to try to allow the force to like flow through you but it's the jedi what separates the jedi from everyone else is they have the power to utilize the force right like they can use it as a tool they can manipulate it. yeah they can manipulate the force because they're strong in it like leia can't manipulate the force it's like harry potter and, and having and yeah, having the magic. magic as a child yeah and then when you get your wand it's an extension of your magic and it allows exactly. you to use movement. yeah it's exactly, exactly the same yeah. way interesting yeah there's all right be, there's gonna be theories on that oh, oh yeah all right let's see so uh yeah. she finds she finds guerrera who is holding uh Captain Bodie Rook, um, he shows her the hologram from her father and expresses his love for her and discloses his coerced help on the project for the Death Star. Um, the hologram also reveals that her father covertly compromised the Death Star's design by including a subtle vulnerability in the reactor that can be used to destroy it. Right. <laughs> he tells her that the structural plans are at the Imperial High Security Data Bank on the planet Scarab. Meanwhile, the Imperial Governor Tarkin um, meets with Krennic on the Death Star and expresses skepticism about the project. Its management as a and its management as a demonstration, Krennic uses the weapon to destroy Jeddah's capital and crush the insurgency led by Guerrera, forcing Jin and group and her group to flee with Rook. Um, while Guerrera using a tank to destroy an ant. Yeah, you know this, this thing yeah. can destroy planets. Why not destroy a city? So while Guerrera elects to remain and die with the city. Tarkin congratulates Krennic and then uses security breaches under Krennic's command as a pretext to take over control of the project. So, um, now, originally we were supposed to have uh, Sam Moscow on the show. Um, he couldn't He couldn't make it tonight, but he is a uh, film in the film industry, um, and he sent me some stuff as, a, you know, as an apology. He said, he goes, I'm going to give you my thoughts on, on Tarkin. I just want to read, read them real quick. He said, my thoughts... Being that perhaps a recast would have been better, a better solution. His, his fan casting was Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. I don't know who this is. Um, oh, he plays. Uh, doesn't he play the head Tywin. of Tywin? Tywin Lannister. Yeah, he thinks that he yeah, would have been great. an awesome option, and that the CGI was perhaps one of the most realistic renderings of a human face that he's ever seen in a movie. So you got to give them credit for that. But to me, it fell victim to the pitfalls of the Uncanny Valley, which is what a lot of people have been saying. Um, the closer you get to a real human face, the more you can tell the difference. With this one, the mouth movements were probably the worst aspect. When you play a tricky balance with a film, 
you play a tricky balance with a um, with a film so much of a, a, a with so much of a fan base that you have to try to keep happy. Just so I can see why they decided to go for it. It didn't ruin the movie for him, he said, but he enjoyed it a lot. But for that moment, um, and personally, it distracted him from the story for the duration of that scene. I said that to him theater. Yeah. Um, then he, he, he goes on to talk more about the end of it. From the moment he turned around. Yeah, it was good CGI, but you can still tell. Well, I, it didn't quite take me out of it until I looked over to you, and you were like, and then you said that, and then I, I, I immediately forgot that Peter Cushing's died. Like, I saw him in the movie. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I watched it for. Like, He's two, been dead. <laughs> yeah, like, I, but I watched it for like the like the first maybe forty five seconds of that scene. Right. I was like, I just watched it. I didn't think anything of it, and then I'm like, "Oh shit, that's fucking Target!" Like, yeah. I was like, "That guy's dead," and then I looked over Lane. I'm like, "That guy's dead," and you're like, "Yeah," because right. it looks bad. And I'm like, well, <laughs> "Now it does look bad." Now that I notice it, it looks bad. But it looks good. But it looks bad. I I don't think it looked bad right at all. Bad. That's what it is. That's what Uncanny Valley is. That's why. That's why watching movies. That's why I'm watching movies like The Adventures of Tintin and The Polar Express and shit like that, like Beowulf. That's why those movies are so weird because yeah. they look so fucking good that it looks bad. See, but that's the thing. Well, Beowulf sucked. Yeah, Jungle Book was <laughs> CGI, and Jungle Book CGI was leagues above Tarkin. Those are animals, though. Absolutely, but still. Yeah. But still. Do you know the the guy who played um, Tarkin? He was from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Guy Henry. Yeah, yeah. Guy Henry. He, and he, he did was the voice too. And my God, his voice for Peter Cushing. It was pretty good. He on. was he was the he played the minister after mm-hmm. after Scrimgeour died. Yeah. Mm. Oh, um, the tall guy with black hair. He was the one that that that, that he was under the Imperius curse. Yes. His um. Oh, it's not Yaxley. Thickness. Thickness. Yes. Pi- a pious thickness. Yep. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he actually stood in in the he was on set as as really? Tarkin, yes, mm-hmm. and then they CGI'd his face. So Tarkin's eyes, like that, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. That guy's eyes were real, like those weren't Tark Peter Cushing's eyes. Right. They didn't CGI. It was just like the the structure in the lower half. And of he his also face. had a good facial structure for. Yeah, I mean the guy. Cushing yeah, he's the guy. He does it good. Have been Peter Cushing. Yeah, I don't know what this guy that Sam is talking about. I don't know what he looks like. What it was just the mouth. Oh, it's, for, it was when he talked it. For, for that, it's not so much the looks, but the character that he plays in Game of Thrones is, is a very, Tarkin? very Tarkin-esque character. Yeah. Sides on the, like, we'll stay out of a war when two houses oh, are Oh, shit, fight. dude. He's yeah. fucking awesome. It's that yeah. Is that Chin? Yeah. That, that, dude, he's thing. just such a badass in the show, though. He's the guy that the entire kingdoms are scared yeah, of. Why, why the fuck would this guy not have been on their radar, man? He's yeah. awesome. Like, he does, like, awesome stares. Like right? Like... Why not? Why not? But I feel like they probably just want to keep that actual look for, you know, like, older fans of, like, New Hope and stuff like that. Yeah, but if Tywin Lannister would have turned around and been like, I will now season control of the Death Star, I'd have been like, Duh! like, here we go. But would you would you have known, like, oh, that's Tarkin? Hell yeah. From the very first previews, I was looking for Tarkin. I thought the guy standing all dressed in white was going to be was going yeah, to be Tarkin. I thought he was going to be Thrawn. Yeah, I fought Thrawn, but he yeah. wasn't blue. Yeah, he wasn't but he blue. Had the same I know, I know. Thrawn was was Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn was historically like the only guy to ever wear white. Yeah, and that's why I thought like, oh my god, they're putting in Admiral Thrawn as like a star destroyer commander who just. Going back to Jedha, quick quick tidbit here. What the fuck is Bo Gullet? 
Oh yeah. What in the fuck is that? Thing? It's pretty fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that Forrest Whitaker's character is so fucked up because he cuddled with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <at bedtime. laughs> so it, it messed with him a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this thing will ruin your mind. See, but then that, that guy was fine for the rest of the movie. He had to snap understand. out of it. Though. Yeah. That... He said sometimes it will ruin your mind, which I'm thinking if. You're a liar, and he's catching you in one of your lies. Right. I think then it like twists your mind and breaks. Dude, I don't know. Man. I think, I think, I think Saul Guerrero is inhaling Borgullet urine, like I think, because that <laughs> he's he squat. squat. He's squat oh. dude. Like he's really fucking weird. Yeah, but like that. his eye really finds Saul Guerrero. <laughs> That's just like the character that Forrest Whitaker <laughs> plays, though. Like, hey, we need a uh, kind of crazy war vet. Uh, I got the guy. He's got crazy eyes, right? Yeah, no, he's the boy. He's the boy. Is that one closed, half closed eye? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme of Forrest Whitaker. Like, oh, <laughs> That's so true, dude. He is a weird looking guy. But yeah, he's made so many movies. You know, I was disappointed though that we didn't get the scene from the trailer. I know. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of movies doing that. Yeah, I'm so tired of movies doing that. They put trailers. Like no, awesome. Seriously, in, in all honesty, Rogue One is the first movie where I've like watched it and went, "Where the hell are like the twelve wait. scenes that were yeah, in the trailer?" The, I don't know, man. Suicide, Suicide Squad was fucked up. For yeah, but it wasn't Suicide as Squad. bad. That's but, like, why I know. It was like two or three that were yeah. like missing. This one had. The Tie Fighter. Yeah, I was waiting for that. I was like, how's she going to get out of this one? And they're like, we don't know. We cut it from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) She died every time we worked it out. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. The credit on the beach walking towards the rubble of an HVACP. Yeah. With all the fire. like. Oh, yeah, when he's walking through the water. Yeah. Half of Saw Guerrero's scenes. Uh, there was like, there's like a handful. There's actually a list that are like the twelve scenes that are missing from Rogue One. Okay, I, I, I did read, I did read a, a producer's note on that, and they said, listen, at our end, we're gonna do whatever we can to get as many people into the theater as possible. I don't care what's in the movie. I'm gonna do whatever I can to fill movie theaters, and if that includes like. Scenes that aren't necessarily in the movie, then so be it. They just might as well show a trailer of Yoda fighting Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> and then all, like, well, all they had to do was just put it's Star Wars. Totally, it's like the beginning of the age, like, coming this summer, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but all you had to put is Star Wars. All you had to put is Star Wars, and they'd be like, oh, I guess I go. <laughs> like, Johnny Depp possibly guys. stars in. You know <laughs> Yeah. I think that should be the marketing for Star Wars Episode Eight. Is literally just do like audio. Less is like, more. Yeah, Less is more. Like, go back to like audio and just have like a black screen where it's just saying the audio for like something, and then at the end just open it up and say Star Wars Episode Eight and give the title and just a release date. That's it. Well, like, more, we know you're gonna it. see it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But make <laughs> make so many people mad. Make no, the The way my brain works, like when I see a trailer. I look at like specific events going on. And I'm like, okay, with Star Wars, it was like, okay, there's a beach battle scene where you see all the characters together. After the, like, but before that, you know that the characters have to meet up. So you know that the desert scene is going to happen before this, and like you start to form a timeline. And when you go see the movie, yeah. you think, oh, okay, here's going to be that desert. Like, don't tell me anything. Don't show me anything. Was white in the trailer, but 
Yeah. <laughs> just just keep it all black, and that like that will make me want to see it more. Now I might be angry in the months leading up to it. Like God, I wish I had a trailer because I'd live for those little like snippets of glory. Well, you love the trailer. Yeah, but just I think less is way more. Yeah. We're gonna read. We're just gonna read this in the rest of the summary, and then we'll talk. We'll just talk it out on top of our heads. <coughs> All right. What's the last thing you read? Uh, we're right here. At the the rebels track Galen. The rebels track Galen to an Imperial research facility, but he is fatally injured during a rebel bombing raid. Dies in his arms. Just before the attack, he admits to Krennic that he was responsible for the leak of information, but does not state the nature of his message, which leads to why Vader didn't know what he had was important. I believe because. He never. He was only specific to in that hologram. It was the only time I think that he really said, "What, you know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. Nobody else knew. He just said, "I, I." He all they knew was that he leaked information. It could have been information about any fucking thing. About right, that right. And that's why he went. I'm just like, hey, look through everything. <laughs> now, Jin proposes a plan to steal the Death Star schematics from Scarif, but with her father and Guerrera dead and the hologram destroyed, the Rebel leadership have no way of verifying her story and cannot agree on a plan. Frustrated at their inaction, Jin and or K2, K2SO and a number of rebels take a ship to raid the data bank themselves. As the three search the data bank for the design plans, the rest of their team set off explosives, explosives and commence firing in the nearby landing area in order to distract the resident stormtroopers. They are joined off planet with they are joined off planet by the rebel space fleet, which has belatedly decided to help by attacking the space station that controls access to the planet. And also by Krennic, who aims to review all of Galen's communications to discover what information had been sent by Galen and restore his reputation. And he's like, can you get all of his things? He goes, all of them? Get started. <laughs> like, I'm hoping getting overtime for this. <laughs> Jin obtains, obtains the schematics from the data vaults, while K2SO is destroyed, is destroyed fending off stormtroopers, which he killed. A lot of fucking stormtroopers. This robot. He also took an inordinate amount of shots that the human couldn't withstand. He's exactly. like talking to them and taking like shots to the chest. Like, right. Like, right. And he was an imperial battle, like not a battle droid, but he could be anyone. Yeah. <laughs> because I can be a battle droid of mine. We don't have to. In Inway, Malbus, and several rebels. Is that how I said it? Inway. Yeah. <clears throat> are killed, and Din is confronted by Krennic, who declares the Empire's inevitable inevitable victory, only to be shot by Andor. Right, so Tarkin, Tarkin then decides to use the Death Star to destroy the compromised base, while Jen uses the base communication system to send the Death Star schematics to the Rebel command ship. Jin and Andor die as the base is annihilated. An Imperial force led by Darth Vader intercepts and boards the command ship, but as they fight for control, a blockade runner escapes with the schematic plans in the possession of Princess Leia, who acknowledges the stolen plans will provide the rebellion a much needed hope for its future. Seeing her, I did not expect to see her in this movie. I did not. I have no idea. idea. I don't think I'll anybody did, that. really. No, I really don't think anybody did. I like looked at each other like, wow! Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit! Because her CGI was way better than right. the other CGI. Well, they they had to do a they had to do a, a turn, and like that was it. They didn't have any need, any right. lines. Well, anything. she did say one line. She oh, did yeah, say something. But, but that was taken from her transmission. Right. right. So. They, so Sam also did not, he, he didn't like this version of it. That's what he's, yeah, he said, I think some people think the CGI ruined the movie, but it's really not that big of a deal. In the whole scope of the film, it's just interesting because it stirs a conversation about how we use technology. Oh, I'm sorry, it's right here. Uh, also for the CGI of 
Fisher at the end was kind of worse, but perhaps worth the cameo. So I thought that CGI was better. I thought it was, I did too. Like it looked like Carrie Fisher was standing. But she was glowing. You know what I mean? But for yeah. someone like Sam, that's that what he's he, that, he's in the business. Like that's what he looks for. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I want him in here. And he has that different perspective. You know, because we are like movie fans. And he yeah, he has like, the behind the lens. He does directing. Yeah. But still, like, I, it didn't look that bad. I thought it was awesome. Like, maybe, maybe, I, maybe we were just clouded by the fact that we saw Princess Leia like, young in a movie. We're like, yeah. fuck yeah, you don't give a shit if it wasn't her. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they could have just showed her from behind and be like, oh shit, that's Leia. Like, I mean, uh, somebody in a white robe. No, that was Leia. You don't even know. That's like Spawn CGI from like '99. Right. <laughs> so now, there's a couple of things that we can talk about that we that we that we uh, over. Uh, we can talk about the very first. Um, showing of Darth Vader and his butler on Mustafar. <laughs> when he was in that bathroom, um, uh, what the hell's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Vinay. Oh, yeah, Vinay. Yeah, okay. The butler. Who, who some people are saying, is that Snoke? I'm like, I don't think so. Nah, probably I think, I mean, it's probably that kid from the very first fucking Phantom Menace movie that's like, it'll never work, Anakin. Oh, yeah. Will it fucking work now, bitch? You got kid. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, his is like a healing for his wounds, like his burns, which he'll, he'll never fully heal from. Yeah, burn. he'll never fully heal, but well, like, do that. but like versus seeing him in episode three to like six, like even when you just see him blurred in the liquid, he looks like his wounds have healed more. Yeah, and he's the first time we've seen him. No, Luke was in one in episode five yeah. after he got attacked by the Wampa okay. on Hoth. Okay. He was in one of those tanks. But like, hey, we're, we're Leia kissed him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what I loved about that whole scene there, like first, I thought that was Sullust, which is another Imperial mining plant that has lava on it. Where the they beta would get his own spot. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, Mustafar, I was like, I didn't think that because I didn't see as much lava. It wasn't like as exaggerated with like all the fucking it's volcanoes. pretty fucking badass, dude. Like, like, just, on Dog yeah. spare time, he just destroys lava. Like, you pretty much. Fuck you. <laughs> I just think it's ironic that he would, you know, like, oh, build a castle on something what that turned me into this. Place. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. He was using what? <laughs> he used lava. That <laughs> yeah, was pretty dramatic. That was his mother- what a better, what a better planet. Like, what a That's like scarier than Mordor. Yeah. yeah. But oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I absolutely loved about that scene was the score that was put in that scene. Like when the tank starts to drain, the only original the John old, Williams yeah, part. That old like the the original dun, Darth Vader thing. Yeah. And this is when, interesting. When the door opens and he walks down towards Krennic and it just starts playing the slow Imperial March. That music awesome. always gives me the chills. This is really interesting. One of the one of the earliest elements of the original script of Empire Strikes Back was an appearance of Darth Vader's lair known as Bast Castle. Concept art Ralph McQuarrie had illustrated the structure, which was later incorporated into other into stories and Rebels. A more imposing version of the castle is a minor locate or yeah, is a minor location in Rogue One. Director Krennic stops by to brag about his work. Um, on the Death Star to Vader, where we also get a dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> the best Vader dad joke ever. Don't choke on your ambition. Did you hear people are actually getting pissed yeah. about him using that pun? They're like, that's not in his character. I'm like, he had, a fuck, dude. He had four limbs cut off. The fuck you're He's got a bad sense of humor. If he wants to choke the shit out of you and say, be careful not to choke on your aspirations, those, he's going to do those, it. Those who, are, those who are watching the video, I don't have a clip on me, but in the actual audio version of this podcast on the feed, there will be a clip of the da- the infamous dad joke that we were speaking of. He like, goes like, he like walks away, he goes... 
I hope I find my kids. Don't choke on your aspiration. I've read something somewhere though that that wasn't the only time Darth Vader has ever made a pun. No, in the comics, like even in the one of the movies movies with Luke, he says something that's kind of funny. Darth Vader puns. I'm sure. I'm sorry I cut off He's your hand. Googling it. Darth, Darth like, Vader puns. Oh. <laughs> Do you need a hand? That's dude. That's funny. I just realized yeah, I said knuckle fuck. Just surrendered to the force. That'd be great. Yep. That's not. That's not what I'm looking for. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah. That's a that's a classic one. I think yeah. That's the one, I think that's the one I saw because it says that because that was like a video of a guy going crazy. He goes. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Darth Vader has, he's done it before, and that's what he, and that was the scene he said about the fucking the faith thing. But, fucking, who cares? He wants to joke around, he wants to joke around. His fucking body He'll hurts. fuck you up, nigga. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's how much it is. Don't hurt. Uh, let's see here. So we can, wh- what else do we have that we need to talk about? Well, that, I don't know, either way, that scene, that first scene of Darth Vader. Twilight Dancer, Dedrick. Told you. Always yeah. showing a slutty. Take care of the wooden Dejeric table with no holograms. Which another question: Why are they? Why does the guy get to watch porn on a hologram projector of a Twilight, and the others have to play a fucking wooden Dejeric game? Priorities, man. Porn comes first. Santa. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, porn hub <laughs> on your hologram. <laughs> All right, so what else did we glaze over? Uh, the ending Darth Vader scene. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. I wish it was longer. Oh, yeah, yes. I want to see him murder more people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I watched that scene on the on, It was like a hero sequence on Battlefront. That they yeah. Made. I think this is the only movie that's been out. You're rooting for the rebels the entire time until Darth Vader's killing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck him up, right? Kill those good guys. He yeah. shows up in his Death Star and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Try to hyperspace away. The opening the score happens, that's the most important thing. all the rebels, and Vader walks in for the first time, and he just looks like, you know my level, bitch. I did this 15 minutes ago by myself. Right, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he doesn't do anything more with his lightsaber at all. Yeah, he's just well, like, it explains man. why he's so fucking uber pissed when he yeah. shows up for the first time. Like, yeah, he's like, fucking mad. Yeah. And you're like, god damn, dude. Yeah. He's fucking pissed. got out of bath for this? Yeah, yeah right. Because she's, she's going, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I just watched your ship. Fucking <laughs> fly. <laughs> you're fucking fucking Oh man, that would have been awesome. I, I thought, because he, he worked out a little further than normal. Like, oh, really that would have been Hell amazing. yeah! That would have been insane. But dude, my. my he probably could. That's what I hear of Darth Vader's actual power. He could do something. That is funny yeah. though that you were bringing up, like, I just saw you. Because she's like, we're on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. He's like, no, yes. you're not! He's <laughs> like talking to a toddler. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love whenever he's going, he's going down that hallway though, and he picks that dude up and he fucking slams and him in the ceiling. He's like, I'm just gonna slice this fucker in half while I'm at it. Like that guy's already dead. Dude. Like, <laughs> like, he's just doing it for fucking. Uh, and then he picks up that one guy and throws him against the wall. No, it's insane, dude. Like everybody was like fucking screaming, like. Oh, it was like a horror scene from yeah, like a movie. They're like, know, we can't get out. The door's closed. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Was the score of that scene 
You know what it reminded me of? Episode three, when Anakin's killing all the Separatists, got that heavy chorus. Mm. It's all like real high up. Like he played that score so well while he was just no. Now let me ask you this. Let, let, let's talk about real quick because a lot of people were bitching about about uh, James Earl Jones's voice being pitched up to make him sound younger, like the old. I like that though because uh, in I, did, I didn't know before like, he was pitched up. Yeah. I, mean, he sounds I, like I had a little. I had a little. Uh, I had a little problem with it, but he's older now. Yeah, they, you know he would have sounded so much older. Yeah, it would have sounded sense. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did anybody notice they had the red red tinge to his headlamps or his? I did. Yeah, that, that was, that was yeah. very noticeable. That was very episode four esque. No, that scene though, when they're in that hallway, like they look and you didn't know something's coming. Yeah. And then like, did you see like a? You kind of see him, and then all of a sudden his lightsaber comes on. Like, Dude, oh, personally, I would have myself. I would have thought like I would have been okay with no Vader in the whole movie except for that. Yeah, yeah. Like when, they, when they cut to I that, agree. and you're just like, like when you hear Tar, like wait and mention him as much as they mention him, keep all that in there. And when you hear Tarkin in the end, be like, I'll have Vader handle those. And you're just like, holy shit! Like <laughs> we're gonna see Vader. What does that? And mean? then it's like that scene. Like you're like, wow, that would be fucking crazy. <laughs> and then end it like, fuck yeah. There are a few things that would be that terrible. If you're standing in a hallway and you're like, sweet, I'm doing my job. You look around and Vader's here, like. Never mind. You fucked. Hey, who yeah. turned out the lights? <laughs> I had a Vietnam flashback of uh, Godzilla, though, when I saw that scene when he ignited his lightsaber. Because I've been told before by Gareth Edwards, the airport scene in Godzilla, when they pan up and he roars, and then they cut to an entirely different thing. So, like, when his oh, yeah. lightsaber you know, is foot? Yeah, and then they pan up and then he roars, and then it cuts to, like, the news footage of, like, the kid watching it on TV. Oh, yeah. And I was like, when his lightsaber died, I'm like, don't you fucking cut. Don't you dare <laughs> fucking cut. I was like, like, no! Like, yeah. <laughs> you know you know what's really funny about that lightsaber scene? Like, the, the extension of, like, when he when he turned on the lightsaber, it was, like, super slow, but every other time it was just, like, fucking instant. Right. Yeah. Does he had, like, a speed setting on it or something? Like, <laughs> set the attempt that, the intent the dead factor that's not the very that's not the first time that's happened they do they actually have like a blade um it's it can be longer it's, it's, it's an emitter adjuster i think is like so like you could like turn the aperture on it down a little bit like so a people like out slower and you could like close it up like it, it must have like an aperture emitter on it I mean, like on that. a lightsaber, there are buttons that we don't know about. Yeah, there's a blade length adjust. There's, um, shit. There's, like, a blade length adjust. There's, I had a whole diagram in one of my books that, like, tells you, like, so, there's an emitter adjust. Because I know that there's been scenes where they, like, like, Finn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when Finn first puts it up, it just, it just comes up nice and slow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's other times where I've seen, like, Qui-Gon. You know what I mean? He's like, fucking, bound. he turns a chorus, like, boom, 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 Like, there's, it, it's, it's away already. You're yeah. like, holy shit. Like, so there's got to be... Oh, the, the intimidating factor. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm gonna do this slower. Like, three hours later. He's like, don't worry. I got time. <laughs> he can set, to, he can set his lightsaber to the size of a dagger and just, like, fuck up that whole shit. That would have been funny as fuck. Like, in Spy Kids, they had a tiny little lightsaber. Yeah. Spy kids. Yeah. Spy kids. Spy kids. Spy kids. <laughs> yes, that's the same as Star Wars. Well, I'm just saying, she pulls out a little tiny fucking lightsaber, and it's like... Or like in Futurama, when they pull out a lightsaber to cut cheese. <laughs> Interesting. Did any of you, speaking of Futurama real quick, did any of you watch the live-action Futurama song that they released? I did. It was pretty good. 
Really? Yes. They have one? It's a fan-made live-action feature on the film. It's it's interestingly well done. Um, really? Yeah, it's, it's rather low budget, but it was good. I very much enjoyed it. Everybody that's important enough to be in it is in it. Doc, all, Dr. Of them, all of the main... All the main cast plus that brand again. Doctor uh, Zoyberg. What's the what's the little Niffler thing called? Nibbler. Nibbler. <laughs> you basically said it. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the name of it. What's that little Nibbler thing called again? <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's that song about the grandmother getting run over by a reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> like what's the number for nine one one? One point. One point I wanted to point out about Star Wars is I like that this guy. His best friend yeah, yeah. was somebody who didn't really believe in the Force. Yes, I wanted to mention that. Mm-hmm. His best friend was like, you fool. If you I wasn't here to action. save you, if I wasn't here to save you from the stormtrooper with my big-ass gun, what, what was the Force then? I thought that was fun. It was like a yin-yang situation. Yeah. Written in, like, the language. I'm like, sure you'll be the first guy that ever did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is what I'm I, sure I people walked out of the theaters before. like, just got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was first. <laughs> I comment first. <laughs> I might for it to like, spin off and be like, I don't know, like, I am one with the pizza. The pizza is like, all the scenes are set in the average Which is cool. They didn't, you know, that's great. They did it on the original set, which is dope. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. It's just they even left that guy up in that watchtower with that little. <laughs> He's always there, man. Like, <laughs> who's who's relieving him, and what's his purpose? <laughs> How do you even get up there? <laughs> <laughs> that post is so small. That little like we have like no room to turn whatsoever. That jacket that Captain Yeah. Rarely someone. And apparently buttons aren't allowed in Star Wars. Neither did Diego Luna. Buttons aren't allowed in Star Wars. You don't think about it, but then no one has a button. How do you attach stuff? It's a mystery. Magnets. Magnets, Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> and the original Storm, Storm, Stormtroopers had stickers for detail. Like, like that would be all sticker. But this, these were actual vents. Vents. Like they, they had, had money and now yeah, they, exactly. they didn't have money and now they do. And they look skinny. Like the Stormtroopers lost weight. Like they gain weight between here and here. Like they look fat. Their armor is just poofier. They have a way to tie down any of the armor. Yeah. No buttons. Yeah. No buttons. <laughs> Showing a popcorn over here. Sorry, by the way, I've been tearing down this popcorn. No, that's why I I've out. been eating the, the puppy chow. Sorry. I, no, that's fine. I'm still looking for pistachios. <laughs> so I, I, I must have been missing it, but I haven't seen you drinking your beer at all. Oh, it's because I am out. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Fair enough. You be like poured it and you're just gone in five seconds. Later. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's Guinness, dude. So it's not very strong. It's just very flavorful and delicious. We're gonna get another Easter egg in uh, Star Wars. H A V W A six Juggernaut. Shortly after we meet an adult Jin, we find that she's held prisoner by an Imperial labor camp on the planet Wabani. She's been transported somewhere along with some other prisoners aboard. H-A-W-H-A-V-W-A-6 Juggernaut, which was first seen in Revenge of the Sith. The massive armored transport that was used by the Republic clone army appears to have found a new function away from Battlefield. So that's the thing that they were all in. Yeah. And they came out. Like, the big-ass turbo tanks. Yeah, that thing was, was dope. Hmm. And then we got another 
No, Jetta Marketplace. There's that Balchinian dude. Balchinian. <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is got a, who him and his friend got in that fucking spaceship? <laughs> I, I wonder how their conversations go. Does he look at him like, yo, you're one ugly motherfucker. My eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably like, dude, did you... Remember how we just were at Jetta last weekend? Yeah, dude, I think it was awesome. We should go back. It's gone, man. Gone. You didn't see, you didn't see it blow up. I don't even know, man. It's just not there anymore. All right, let's go to Tatooine. I heard they have a good cantina. <laughs> the next be con- the next conversation, man. How's your arm feeling? You know. <laughs> you had to call. You had to pick Moss Eisley, huh? <laughs> In the mix, there appears to be an RA7 droid, which later pops in a new boat in a Jawas sand crawler on Tatooine. Oh, yeah. Well, that was that the trash protocol. can thing, right? No, the protocol droid, that silver one that had, like, the ventilator thing on the front oh. of its mask. Yeah. And there's a heavy Imperial presence that allows for a few other callbacks. In the background of one shot, Voider, a Viper probe droid, mm-hmm. originally used in Empire Strikes Back. I didn't see it, but I could hear it. Right, as well as an ATSD Walker Return of the Jedi, one of Saw Gerrera's soldiers is also sporting a Scout Trooper helmet. I didn't remember that. I remember the ATSD. All right. Hey. Okay. All right. We got now. There's something about Kyber crystals. Early in the film, we learned that Jedi is a holy ground for sorts of Jedi Knights, rich with Kyber crystals, which Jedi use to power their lightsabers. Jin wears one of her necklaces. Wears one on her necklace given to her by her mother. The Empire, on the other hand, needs them as a vital component of the Death Star super laser. While in Jedi Marketplace, we learned that Chirrut, that was Chirrut, is that how we say it? Yeah. And Blaze were known as Guardians of the Wheels. The Wheels are a long-standing fixture in the Star Wars lore dating back to before the original Star Wars movies. George Lucas came up with the idea of the Wills in his first screenplay, and it's been connected to a sort of holy book that chronicles the history of the galaxy. He he almost created his own religion. Yep, he actually did. I guess like I don't know what almost. It's just not recognized in the UK. Well, dude, I'm sure I'm sure people out there. You know, I I heard the Church of the Force is a real thing. It is. You could be telling an ordained minister. That would be interesting. interesting. <laughs> right? Where's these church? Where's really churches at? Yes. Do you guys want to do this all together? We'll do one. Yeah, we do. All right, Brandon. Look what we're doing. We're gonna Star Wars. Lab mids. Can't see it on that. Can't, you, you're pointing at nothing. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. Star Wars Mad Libs. Yeah, like, it's off screen. We're doing What's some that? Star Wars Mad Libs there. I had a feeling it was Mad Libs. Yeah, we're, all gonna, we're all going to do it. I need a pen. Oh, quick question while we're looking for a pen. Did anybody notice that the ATACTs? Their armor was not nearly as strong as an ATAT. Yeah, it's different. They're they're for yeah. uh, mining. But uh, but I think that's why like the ATATs like when Luke's like that armor's too strong for blasters. Like yeah, we realized that on Scarif when they were yeah. taking them down with like handheld <laughs> rifles. A ground to air <laughs> missile launcher. Did you guys got before we leave? We're fucking watching that. But that is it's so funny. I'll share the I'll share it with Brandon so he can watch it. Um, all right, so. Uh, this is called the Star Wars Family Tree. It is a uh, interesting Mad Lib, and we're, there's enough here for all of us to. We're gonna start with Brandon. So Brandon, I need. We should just do. Yeah. 
in adjective. Oh, Make shit. it as crazy as you want. Ah. Uh, but you know what? You know what? Just I'll go. I want to go last. I want to. I'm usually better with that. Go I don't want to. I don't want to go first. Okay. All right. Aaron. Adjective. Scaly. Scaly. All right. Lane. Adjective. Moist. Moist. <laughs> okay. All right. And I need a person in room male. Goku. Does that count? No. No. All right. I'm gonna go with Lane then. Close enough. Close second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie. Person in room, male. Goku or uh, Deadpool. I mean, with Deadpool. 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 Man, um, let me think of a good one here. Uh, Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron, adverb. It's a verb that describes, it's a word that describes a verb ending in L-Y. I was quickly wrong. Slowly. You can't use those Vaguely. Let's go with, uh, I can't use a pizza. Damn it. Uh, you can. Go with it. <laughs> yeah, let's go with the bagley. All right, uh, Lane, person in room, male. Aaron. Running out of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, adjective. I know so family. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Adjective. Uh, sexy. I was thinking that too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, plural noun, Robbie. People. Peoples? Is that word? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's the nouns of people first. <laughs> All right. Um, Brandon, silly word. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> gim gim. Gim gim? How do you spell it? G I M. G I M. Okay. Uh -huh. Brewers. Or Red Sox. <laughs> All right, uh, Aaron, celebrity female. All right. All right. She had the best performance of all time. Lane, verb ending in ing. What? Verb ending in ing. Ooh. Okay. Um, let's see. Noun. Let me think. I'm not supposed to cheat. Like no, I'm not. Um, I don't know. Lane, Lane, the stickler Lane. of Mad Libs. I'm a stickler. <laughs> Mad Libs. It makes it a Mad Lib. It'd be a common Lib. All right. Uh, both of you guys, uh, uh, both nouns, Robbie and Brandon, noun. Go ahead, Robbie. Mount Rushmore. That would be a proper noun, right? No, it's person, place, place, place. Okay, yeah. Grandma's house. Grandma's house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Adverb, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> we're full of trump card out here. Bigly. Bigly? Yeah. Bigly. All right. It's actually a real person. He pulled his dick out of his pants. All right. Bigly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, person in room, male. Yeah, I was having to like, just grab like a 
Pull my job. Where's my trump card? We got a V card. We got a trump card. <laughs> uh, Robbie Noun. Canada. Wall. <laughs> and Brandon Noun. I want to say what Aaron said. Wall. <laughs> Wall. Can't go wrong. <laughs> all right. Part of the body. Aaron. Wall. All right. Well. <laughs> Well, you can't go wrong with testicles. Testicles. <laughs> never go wrong with testicles. <laughs> All right. The Star Wars Family Tree. Oh, here we go. A review of the scaly main characters in the Moist Saga Star Wars. Darth Vader, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker, father of Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Lane father of Lane Skywalker and Princess Leia Organa. Apprentice to Deej and Emperor Vern Schroyer. <laughs> Vaguely married Padme Amidala. Uh Obi-Wan Kenobi, also known as Old Aaron. <laughs> Jedi Master to the Sexy Jedi Peoples. Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker. Uh, Luke Skywalker, son of Darth Gimgim. <laughs> Darth Gimgim. You better be in the movie. Son of Darth Gimgim and Princess Mariah Carey. Oh, wow. After many years of thrusting... <laughs> Um, wait, after many years of thrusting, he became a Jedi light bulb like his father. Okay. Princess Leia Organa, the twin, the twin Mount Rushmore of Luke Grandma's house. <laughs> of, of Luke Grandma's house Walker, that's what it says. <laughs> Grandma Walker. All right. Bigly in love with Robbie Solo. Han Solo, first table of the Millennium Canada. This space cow wall has testicles of gold. So <laughs> he tries hard to hide it. All right. That was I'm fucking so ridiculous. Te testicles of gold. Well, we are 10. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like Emperor Vern Troyer. <laughs> I just see him up in his big chair. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Darth Gimgim. <laughs> I gotta I give don't it. see a Darth Gimgim. I gotta give it to Darth Gimgim, dude. That's that was fucking his there. No, the sexy Jedi people. <laughs> sexy Jedi yeah. people. It was just a good old paper. All right. So the last thing we got to do is hit the ratings out of five or ten, whatever you think is worth doing. Out of ten? Yeah, ten. Ten sounds good. All right, Brandon, hit me. Uh, nine. Nine. And give us your why. I want to hear a good description. Why? Um. And I know this is going to sound really fucking cliche, but I kind of really want the scrolling in the beginning. That yeah. took one whole point off for me, man. I really want the scrolling in the beginning. So other than that, the movie was perfect in your eyes. It really was. All right. Aaron. Nine as well. Nine plus. Nine plus. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, I, I genuinely, like, the first time through, like I said, the planets, that's probably what threw me the first time was how many planets were in there, and you just jumped around and around. Other than that, though, it was exactly what I expected it to be. It was a war film. It wasn't a space opera as the rest of the saga is. This right. is a standalone yeah, space telling, opera. yeah, telling a story that takes place within the saga. You know, it's not all about the Skywalker family. It's not all about all that. It's there's other I'm shit that happens. Though. Well, kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, there's other shit that happens in yeah. it, right. and I a good rendition of. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there it was a solid plot. There was a lot there was a lot going on. There was a lot of new characters. They were very intriguing. 
you learn to really feel for them at the end when you know they all died. Yeah. And uh, that sun, like that wave or whatever. Yeah. Out, and I was just like yeah. a corpse. Or, Sadness. Uh, yes. What's that movie? Deep Impact. <laughs> deep oh, Impact. Uh, uh, no. uh, Elijah Wood, Deep Impact. Yeah, Deep yeah. Impact. Yeah, I just, I just said it. Brandon Brandon's going to go Deep Impact. Deep Impact, it's Deep Impact. Impact of the Deep, Deep Impact. Deep, deep Impact. <laughs> and then the nigga, and then the air goes Deep Impact, and Robbie's like, yeah, it's that movie. Like, yeah, I, I kind of just said that. <laughs> I've never been able to show somebody what Deep Impact is. <laughs> you don't watch I've it? I've made it to the core before. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Robbie. No, uh, I definitely agree with you guys. Definitely, like, as far as, you know, on a scale of episode one to this would be the top. Like, I don't know. This is awesome. It was definitely a nine. Um, like you said, the scrolling at the beginning, it's not so much like I'm hung up on it, but I expected it. It was immediately, immediately let down. It was like my, the first thing the movie did to me was like, just kidding. Like I saw the Lucasfilm thing or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like expecting exactly. like, here we go. And then it just wasn't there. And I was like, that's not right. So, but the movie made it made, more than made up for it. And then the re second reason I'm giving it a nine is because of the lack of Johnny Williams. Uh, oh, yeah. But, that's, that's but it was noticeable. But it was noticeably it was not John Williams. But the score was great, though. Score but it was still good. It just... It wasn't John Williams, I know. He only had four weeks to write it. I imagine if he gave him more time, he would have had a lot Yeah, better. but there's just something. I mean, John Williams has done every Star Wars movie ever. Oh, yeah. So, like, that, that like belongs to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? How can you... But, like I said, overall, great movie. The score was great. It just, I could, I would, ex yeah. I think, I just, I'd love to see what John Williams could have, would have done with it. Yeah. Maybe it would have been the same exact score, and I would have been like, oh, it's an amazing score, untouchable. It could have been not the exact same. It could have been, no, yeah. for, no, the exact same, but there's just something about, there's a reason why John Williams is so famous. Like, a million different, a million different symphonies can do the John Williams themes and his music, but only John Williams can perform them the way that, you know. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. But I want to add I want to add uh, a note that Aaron's um well his his review it was a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Simple as that. It, I mean, like you were just saying like you you know, it wasn't about the whole Skywalker family which it kind of was Rob was saying, but yeah. it was a Star Wars film and it was out of the ordinary and you still went into that film and just like wow this is yeah. a star wars film and everything about it was incredible i think the best way to describe this movie was it was the star wars film you never knew you needed <laughs> yeah there <laughs> that is actually i never knew awesome. i could love it or wanted to see a battle that big <laughs> yeah Oh, I'm getting a steak? A T-bone steak? Oh, you're putting a porterhouse on top of it? Hell, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait, before I get the steak, I get the porterhouse? So, <laughs> there's something really interesting. Do you get an appetizer with this? There's something really interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys know about this. We didn't talk about it, but I wanted to mention it. Really, really cool. Um, Red Leader and Gold Leader. Oh, yes. Yeah. They were, from the, they were from the original movie. They weren't CGI characters or anything, but Gareth Edwards went to Skywalker Ranch, acquired... Old film reels of uncut footage of those of those uh, rebel pilots, and was like, I'm going to use these, and they were able to to splice in the footage into these movies into the new cockpit. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that I forgot they, all about that. And put yeah. that they put them in the movie, and they and well. they did it very well. You know what I mean? But those characters, those were the original guys. Those yeah. guys are dead. You yeah. know what I mean? They're dead in real life. Like they didn't. 
It, you know what I mean? So that's like they. If, I'm sure they would have did the same thing with Tarkin if they if they could have. Yeah, if they had had to unmute. Um, but you don't you don't not use something with pushing it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You don't cut that out of the mess. You know what's great? Why they focus on like so many people died and they're like Red Five, how you doing? Doing good, I'm fine. Boom. That was Porkins all over again. Porkins pull up too late. Almost there. Almost there. <laughs> Stay on target. Yeah, they could have been to it. They could have put. They could have put a Star Wars story. Okay. You know what? You don't even have to have the episode part in there. Yeah, but you still could have done the scroll. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. You could have had the scroll. Know, the, the Empire has expanded its hold on the entire universe. Lord Vader is resting in remission on Mustafar. The rebels are scrambling to find a way to put a stop to the Imperial siege that is the Empire. Well, well, New Hope, New Hope didn't have yeah. New Hope. Until, They're searching like, desperately the for hope release. among the darkness of the universe and the vast empire. What? Well, okay, they, they could build. It's not built on hope. That's a cringe-worthy line. And every time I heard it, I was like, oh. it's very well, Katniss, okay. Katniss Everdeen. We were like, well, 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 think about like original, like you know when New Hope came out before, like. You know, Empire Strikes Back, it just said Star Wars and then scrolled. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. They never called it a new hope. They're like, that's Star Wars. That, was, that came out in the secondary like release of Because it. they didn't know it was going to work well enough to make the movies that he wanted. He's like, I'm right. going to try this if it's great, which it ended up being. like. But they, he was fully prepared for it to flop. You know what I mean? He was fully prepared to be like, well, we tried. <laughs> Little did he know. <laughs> Yeah, he actually did a screening for all his friends, and the only person who liked it was Mark. I heard in the interview it was about fifty. Nobody thought. Yeah, Harrison. Everybody on set was like, "This is you know." Harrison Ford thought that way too. He was like, "I don't know what we were doing. We were space cowboys or something." Did you hear the? Thing between Alan Tudyk and Anthony I I heard about it. I don't know what happened. Everyone is like saying that he's a big dick. He's not like he, no like uh, Anthony Daniels. Oh, like yeah. he is a dick, but like everyone thought that he was like being this huge asshole to Alan Tudyk because <laughs> he said to him he was like uh, he, he came on set when they were doing his cameo and he was he said to Alan Tudyk he's like oh you're playing the droid and he says. Yeah, and he says, are you wearing, like, a suit, oh, or are you doing mocap? He's like, oh, no, we're doing mocap. He's like, you little shit. Like, he was, like, real pissed off, but then, like, they went to the Rogue One uh, premiere, and he says to Anthony Daniels, he's like, hey, he goes, uh, he goes, I'm really glad to see you here. He said, uh, after the movie, he goes, do you mind, like, giving me a few notes on, like, how I did? And everyone loved K2. Like, everyone's sitting around yeah. him. So he ran into him at the party afterward, and he's like, how'd I do? And he just looks at him, and he goes, Fuck you. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But everyone is like, oh, he's a huge dick. I'm like, no, he's just being like funny with it. Like, you're an asshole because they have love your drugs See, more than me. Think of it as C3PO's perspective. Like, R2D2 obviously overshadowed him. Yeah. 
And then Force Awakens come out. BB-8. BB-8 overshadowed. So he's like, shit. Now he's like, oh, finally a droid I can beat. Oh, fuck. No, he beat me. His <laughs> ass. But I think I could have given a 10 out of 10. The CGI was good, but man, his mouth bothered me when I was watching him talk to uh, fucking Tarkin. Yeah. Like, every time I saw his mouth move, I'm like, fuck. Like, it took me right out of it. Like, I heard bit. somebody say on a movie review show that that the technology is, like, 97% there. Yeah. Like, it's right. really, yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? It's there, but it's just so fucking, you know, 3% off and only in the mouth. You know that was I mean? enough. That was just enough to pull me out. Yeah. Like, like that's like, it looked so good. I was like, oh, his, eye, his forehead's awesome. Oh, his eyes look cool. His nose and mouth, fuck. Yeah, but, but uh, why'd you uh, why'd you rate it nine point five? Just because I was gonna go with nine, but everybody else went with nine. And, <laughs> you <laughs> dick. But I don't have that much to bitch about the movie, so I was like, because it's almost perfect. Like, it's, yeah, no, one, one I clapped at the end. I applauded. I did, I did too. Yeah. I, uh, we, I think everybody clapped. No, not everybody. I saw some sinners. Uh, oh. Some sinners. <laughs> they need to go to hell. <laughs> oh, they're on their way. <laughs> well, they're probably not watching this show tonight, so. But one good thing they did that, you know, they didn't do very much backstory on these characters, which was good because they all died anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, how are you going to fall in love with these characters and be like, oh, shit. They didn't need to sell a series, you know? Yeah, they were like. Because most movies that are new, they would focus on backstory, and that's a lot of the movies. In this movie, they were able to do all of the war, all of it, without worrying about that shit, because yeah. it didn't fucking matter. Right? It's like everything that happened, they threw a battle scene into it. They're yeah, like, they're like hey, they're on Jeddah, okay, cue Jeddah destruction. Okay, they're going to go scout her father on this factory planet. Cue rebel late night bombing run. Uh, you know, like right. everything preceded was pre- or preceded yeah. or followed by a battle. You awesome. that up, that no backstory. It honestly does make it so much better because you don't have to do a lot of, oh, this guy is connected to this yeah, guy. I think the most backstory you got was Saul Guerrero. Yeah, that was it. That was literally Saul in the past, Saul in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still as fucked up as it was back then. Now, yeah. I heard I heard that in Rebels, they're going to do their own version of Rogue One. I hope they yeah. don't. It's going to suck. I wonder if like towards the end of this season we're going well it would probably have to be towards the end of the series honestly unless they're going to like play into like four and actually they were they were all on that transport state of Ahsoka got hit by Vader's I think Vader well, I just know that people talk about it. I'm not sure if that's what happened. Or not, I, I'm but. pretty sure she can't. Interesting. Because it was a great movie. I'm going to do one more thing. My favorite character was just. Oh, yeah. There's no fucking. Oh, movie. God. Yeah. Shut up. My favorite up. character was Donnie Yen. <laughs> yeah, Donnie Yen's character, Sheriff Emily. He was by. I loved this man. I have to agree with but you. I also like him from. It, I've seen his other movies, and he's just amazing. And I just liked. He brought that the element of the Force. He brought the element. Um, he brought so many different elements with him into the movie. Oh yeah, I mean, he's my favorite yeah, good guy. Funny. I fucking loved Krennic. Krennic was my favorite bad guy. That's, that's, I stand on him right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I can only he's, agree he's with you. Like, it's so hard to like praise a movie so much, you know, without sounding too fanboyish about right. it. But like I mean, at I the same time, everybody, everybody was like great. nobody stood out and was like, oh, what you did so great, but you fucked like it was just Cassian. Yeah, but even... <laughs> even, even you already like said the, it earlier. The sulkin, sulky little... I'm a spy. Cassian's my point five. Yeah. That's why. There you go. There, DJ has his, his point five. 
I just didn't like him all that much. I think they could have replaced him. Honestly, I think they should have replaced Bodie Rook and Cassian. They should just switch places. I think I would have rather have seen that guy yeah. be Cassian and the, you know. You know, bringing up Krennic, what I loved about him was the first scene that you see him when he's like, he's like, you know, it took a long time to find you, Galen, but farming, he's like, I feel like that would get a little bit lonely for a man like you. And he goes, yeah, since Lyra died. And then he's like, oh, and he's like, you, re- you see him like, like oh. And then here yeah. comes Lyra running yeah. down. Well, yeah, well, he goes, my condolences. And then the next thing he says, search the house. Like, right. I don't believe your ass. Go right. ahead, like, find her. <laughs> he says, he's like, oh, Lyra, Lyra looks great for someone who's been dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought she was going to suicide bomb him. Oh, she yeah. ran up with that, like, clump of, like, clothes and shit. Yeah. And then she surprised me when she pulled the blaster out. Which, by the way, we gotta give credit, uh, props. He got shot twice and didn't die from getting yeah, shot either true. time. Yeah, but talk about, like, the life of an, of an Imperial officer falling apart before him. Like, we meet him at the pinnacle of his power. He's been given, he's been put in charge of the most deadliest weapon ever created. It's the biggest secret in the entire Empire, and only him and, like, a few people know about it, including Tarkin, Vader, and, like, Palpatine, and obviously the people working on it. Um, well, yeah, but before that. And then you get to see him, like, realize they go to his factory, and they're like, well, you've had a bunch of leaks from this factory. Like, what's going on? And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to the main, like, server, and I'm going to protect it and make sure everything's okay down there. And then he gets there, and everything's just blowing up. He's just got to be like, son of a bitch. God, fuck am I doing wrong? Like... And so, yeah, if Vader chokes me, I'm going, and then Tarkin steals my spot. Like, yeah. talk about a dude whose life just really sucks, but without dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went through a lot of devastation. That is true. Yeah. Want to know why? Because remember, Episode Two, Pogba the Lesser was the one who st- who created the original yeah. Star plans. Well, they built it in orbit above Geonosis. Then they sterilized the planet, killing uh, everyone so that no one would be able to tell them. But it was, really it it was a secret, like, because they couldn't yeah. even, without it, they couldn't control the Senate, and the Senate, like, always asked questions, like, hey, why why is there so much Durasteel, like, going away from the, like, and they're like, oh, we're building better stations on new planets, and, like, like they almost, yeah, they almost broke <laughs> the Empire, like, yeah. building that thing. And then with it, took over, and, and that's why they're like, we don't need approval of the Senate anymore, bitches. Like, yeah, because then the Emperor dissolved the council yeah. entirely. Yeah, he took over the Senate. Like, no, no, I did away with the Senate. It's me. I am the Senate. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've got nothing else to say. I think we are good. This yeah. is surprisingly uh, short compared to our uh, May the 4th. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we covered them all, man. We covered them all. You know that you know what's going to happen in, on May. <laughs> well, yeah, well, gonna... five hour special. <laughs> it's an all day. It's an all day humdinger right there. Episode eight comes out in December. Every Christmas we're going to get a great present from Disney and Star Wars. So like 2017, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll have a trailer by then, so we can definitely you know touch base on that. What do you mean till then? They're coming out with movies for the next like 20 years. They said. Well, I, I know, but well, like, you gotta think 2017 May. When yeah, well, when Game got, of Thrones got signed they're, after their first season, they got signed to ten seasons. They're closing it off at season seven. Yes, there are plans to make a million more Star Wars movies, but on the books, contractually already like set out and paid for, money set aside, is well, what we have now. 
Episode eight, spin-off movie, episode nine. Yeah. That's, are, that's what I truly believe. But you know what? It's Disney, so who knows? They will kill it. They will kill it. They will. I will watch every single one. I know. Then you're gonna start people be like, "Oh, fuck you!" Star Wars. Yeah. I won't. I won't watch that. Aaron. Aaron already knows I will not go see that movie. They're doing the pod racing. Through the years, the history the of the beginning. <laughs> oh my God, Sir Bulba at his uh, infancy right there. Yeah, yeah. Sir Bulba an asshole. All right, so real quick before we end the podcast, I've got to talk about Super Fights. That's next week. Um, we're doing. Yeah, everybody, everybody. I wish Brandon could be there for it. Unfortunately, I'm not sure. Yeah. Unless we do something very similar to this as a stand-in, where he is just a laptop head. He could, and I can. Yeah, and then we'd have to have somebody pull his cards. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're just moderating. He yeah, we're moderating. We can pull cards for Brandon. He can make an argument from sitting there. Yeah. Stoey's doing Stoey is. Yeah, Stoey's gonna be there. I'm good at arguments. So. Yeah, you understand. You know what it is, right? So, but if if he I played does it one time, I think if he does it, then we've got to pull. If he does it, then he's got to face me or something. One of us. He's got to face one of us. One How of many us. People. We got. We got Aaron. We've got Stoey, eight people. Robbie. We've got eight people, not including Brandon. Okay. Brandon was the odd man out, so Brandon's either going to have to face me or you. One of us will have to pull his cards for him. Or, yeah. Um, or we get someone else that just knows their shit. Yeah, like Brett. One more person. Yeah, we could bring Brett Ross in if he wants. Yeah. But, uh, so but yeah. I can, Brandon, are you available next Sunday night? Next Sunday night? I should be. Yeah? You got not, yeah. nothing going on? January uh, 8th? Not, not, not that I know of. You don't have to work? Well, I mean, I do have to work. When do you get off? Uh, it all fucking depends, man. My hours are retarded. <laughs> we'll, we'll put you in as possible. Okay, that sounds good. But, uh, I mean, if, if for all of the listeners, this, I don't know if we've talked about it, but Super Fights is simply you pick a character and a power or a weapon he has, and so does somebody else, and you have to argue your point as to why your guy would beat that guy. That's the whole point, but it's fun. Like you know, yeah. it's gonna be cool. Like you gotta use. We're there. Like, we're we're playing for a championship trophy. Like it's all off the top of your head. Like you know, you're not gonna do any research. You're just gonna go ahead and say, "Oh, Stephen Hawking with fucking missile launchers on his wheelchair." Oh, he can do it. You know what he I mean? Can, he can beat anyone. Yeah, knowledge is power. But yeah, you could yeah. you could go in there and. It's just you shoot a be green cool. laser. Yeah, it, and that's gonna suck. Though. Like you're gonna, I, I think your guy would totally kick my guy's ass. Like, I, I, yeah. I digress. <laughs> if you come in with Goku, I'm just gonna walk out. I've never seen <laughs> you like back down from a Goku conversation. It could be like a small child. Be like, that's why we're modern. Here, you little fucker. <laughs> that's oh, why. That's why we're modern. Oh, that's so dumb. I, oh yeah, I forgot he had those. Nice. Yep. Where's your Vegeta? Oh, it's right over here. Don't worry. That's what we're that's what we're playing for that Goku. So if we that Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good ass action figures, man. They're like little little miniature statues. Remember, remember when we were kids, 
and then the Dragon Ball Z toys that came out, they were the worst. Yeah. yeah. Like they did not look <laughs> anything. I still want a cooler. My, my favorite one, my favorite ones were the actual Bandai ones that came from Japan, and they like always like you can lose an arm or some shit like right. that. Yeah, my buddy Those had rolling. They were so bad. Was this tall. Yeah, was those so rollies were huge. But of, like, we're running short on time. We got to get going here. Show us but yeah, I was gonna show this one, one thing here. You know, if you oh, in nice. the Gundams and shit, build it. Fuck yeah, you built that. Yeah. Oh yeah. My favorite was always Shining Gundam. I got. I actually have that, but I gotta build it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm cutting it here. I have nothing else to say, Brandon. Keep me posted. If you can't do super fights, let me know as soon as possible. Because if you do, I can get a stand-in, or we or we fight Lane. Whatever. Um, okay. Let me know ASAP because that's what my week is consisting of for the rest of the week. I'm going to start planning all of that shit. Okay. Sounds good, dude. Um, right, and well. for for you guys, you know, we're, we'll, we'll talk. I'll tell you on the yeah. way out the door where we're meeting and all that stuff. Yeah, thank you, Nerdthusiast. This is episode 41. Um, our Star Wars special again yep. with our Star Wars cast. Like, I, this, you know, this has to be a thing now. We can't do a Star Wars episode without the three of you. You guys are the experts. Yeah. Um, that's true. But yeah, this first podcast <laughs> like, of the year. You know, I, <laughs> First podcast of the year covering the last movie of the year. So, yeah, that's good point. Yes, very true, very true. Next, next up is uh, I believe we're doing. Oh yeah, besides super fights, after that we're back into the regular circulation of Flash and Arrow, Legends, Supergirl, then Walking Dead, and then um, soon after that we'll have our first nerdy movie of the year, uh, Power Rangers, I believe. Power Rangers is the first movie of the year. Let's hope that's good. <laughs> I'm going to go into it thinking of it as it's a new thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't I can't remember. I think it is the, the new one, the first one of the year. Yeah. Uh, you guys doing uh, Guardians? When it comes out? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we're doing oh. Guardians. Oh, yeah. We didn't do the first Guardians. No, we, no, we, we didn't. No, we I don't think you guys were, were around then. No, we guys. weren't. So that'll be first, awesome. The first movie we ever did was Deadpool, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we're coming up like on our birthday here too. real soon. We're about a month, a month and some, some. Yeah, I say that because I didn't watch days. Guardians until after we'd already started our podcast. I, I hadn't seen it. Yet. Yeah. But yep, that'll be it. I don't know what the first movie, whatever the first nerdy movie of the year is, that is what you know we're covering it. That's for sure. Well, we're covering every. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a calm one. Oh, we might. Because I know about it. That movie looks fucking awesome. Kong Skull Island looks awesome. I know like yeah. everything about 30s Kong, 70s Kong. Oh, that yeah, it looks real good. There you All go. right. Very cool. All right, All right guys. We'll catch you later, Bye, everybody. Good All right, sounds good. 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 good talking to you guys. Good seeing you guys. And uh, let you know anything for Sunday. All right, perfect. All right, man. Bye, Bye guys. Yeah, man.